beginning im. Isn't it, doesn't that make sense to you? Don't you understand the phrase beginning im? Of beginning course. Instant How messages. could I be so foolish? Is yeah. it like an n but like fancier? Yes, like an, an m. <laughs> All good D&D adventures start at the m. <laughs> of course. Ugh, can we play an adventure where we don't start at an m? Uh, no. <laughs> I I recently joined a new um D&D campaign on Sunday. It's a Six six concurrent games you're in right now, right? Yeah. Uh, this dude's no, in so one many on D&D Sunday. Games. I, I replaced my Sunday game with with a new Sunday game. So that's like what eighteen concurrent games that you're <laughs> that's in. That's right like now? that's eighteen. That's basically like twenty five uh, concurrent games he's playing in. I mean, you if you round up and make it an even 24? thirty, that's practically can you, thirty. I mean, can you believe games? that he's playing about game. fifty D and D games right now? Can you believe that he keeps up with all those campaigns? Yeah, Why do you play fifty D and D game campaigns? Why don't you? Yeah, and like, and I mean, oh, fifty—that's right. fifty's more than halfway to seventy-five. Like, he's basically playing <laughs> seventy-five D and D adventures right now. That's a lot Trevor, to keep what, track of. How do you have time to play a hundred D and D games <laughs> in a single week? Like, that's I'm a, I'm a professional player. I get paid to play D and D. Are you telling me oh, that really? he's playing in oh, a thousand different D and D campaigns right now? Watch, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I had no idea. Trevor, that's a. I, do you play the same character in them all, or wait, 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 wait. I just want to know, like, how do I can you do a thousand different accents? <laughs> wait, Trevor, you said you can do ten thousand different accents? Yeah, absolutely. That's so many accents. Wow, Each I didn't know there's like many. one minute long. Of course, there are. <laughs> one minute sessions. It's like yeah, chess. It's just, he like mails in yeah. his move in each of Speed his twi- in each of his twenty thousand D and D campaigns. He like mails a move. He's probably doing it over text now, right? Because it's the future. So. <laughs> D&D campaign any percent I just, I just stream it's like those people who play online poker and they have like 20 games going on I'm just all tabbing constantly between each session I do this mm-hmm. all tab I do this all tab I, I do this I'm imagining you just like literally stuck at the M in all 50,000 of your D&D campaigns like just that's because I mean 50,000 is so many D&D campaigns and that's yeah, about what he's doing action. I have to go one action at a time, you know. Yeah. Like each each time I I tab into one, I get six seconds. I do my thing and then I leave. And so it's like six seconds of walking isn't even to the door, you know. Mm. That's fair. I got gotcha. you. Well, do you I guys need to do wanna... some math? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll I'll wait for Wash to do his math before we start for tonight. I just spent like the last five ten minutes trying to figure out how to listen along to the music, and I gave up. <laughs> oh. I think you need Spotify Premium. I do have Spotify Premium. I pay oh, for it. Never mind then. Yeah, get out of here, scrub. <laughs> Matt, I'll send you a listen along a listen along invitation. How about that, buddy? Hey, That's like an hour and a half for a thousand a thousand D and D games at six seconds around. It takes you an hour and like one point six six hours to get through. A single round in all of your games. That's Belly, fine. that sounds like a lot of fun. That's all you need to do. The played a birthright campaign where we had to email our actions throughout the week and then we role played it on the weekend. Mm-hmm. That sounds like kind of fun. Like so so the weekend sessions all you did was role play? Like you just focused on acting out what had already happened? Or was it you did combat through email and role play in person? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need details <laughs> on that one. I'm curious. Maybe it would translate into volley. Mm, maybe. Belly oh, says the yep, details. It was, pretty great. it was pretty. Yep. To what? Is that, is that enough details, Matt? That's the yeah. That's what I was just yep. thinking. There's your details. Suffice, 
Suffice now it should say, all make it sense. Great. Yeah. Honestly, it was probably he was probably doing it through messages on a BBS instead of email, but way mm. back then. Way back when. Way back when. Oh, Matt, I'm not playing it from my phone, so I can't send you an invite from my phone, and I'm using Discord to capture for the stream. So you're going to have to just get good. I think you can just click on me in Discord and hit listen along, though. Uh, it doesn't I, work. Oh, rip. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. If you look at Spotify on your phone when you log in, you should see that you're listening to your <laughs> Spotify account unless you're using a different Spotify account. All right, chat. I'm going to I'm going to dox random screen grabs of my Discord for a second here Music so that these important. these poor these poor folk don't get all riggedy wrecked trying yeah. to figure out Stop where breaking my immersion Josh. Oh, I'm oh. breaking it. My it's immersion. gone. There are no what active is, why is there What is There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> what happens at Wonder Twins? I wonder yeah, twins. If you want context, you're going to have to join the Winged Badger Gaming Discord, which you can do oh. with exclamation mark Discord. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, high All right, chat. Good luck figuring out who is who I'm now. At, yep. <laughs> you guys Huge storm just, down here, Matt. Hi. We should just stay like this. Oh. This is the way. I think this is I didn't is know good. I said hi. When did I say hi? Badger online. <laughs> Okay, here's what you guys do. You go to my Spotify profile and then you should be able to listen along with me. And chat, if you can follow that link, if you can piece it together and follow it, you're welcome to listen along as well. There we go. <laughs> but I opened your profile. Oh, well, you either can or can't listen along from there. But that's, we've now done all that I am no! able or willing to do for you. The best part of this is that it appears to have not worked out. Like, we just invested all that time, and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I was like, I've already gotten that far. <laughs> well, Bring nothing new to the table. Rip you, buddy. Rip all right. you. So you guys want to play D&D? &D? Yeah, that sounds Actually, like a good idea. I was I thinking about... It. You know, what Matt, we, what has your DoorDash like? arrived yet? Your traditional late stream DoorDash? Has I... <laughs> well, I, I didn't get a chance to order it, so. Well, <laughs> and I didn't want to order it now because then we're probably going to be mid, like, you know, party. And it's going to sure be a will be. moment. Yeah. And, but then I'm going to be starving. Well, but that will keep me up, I guess. Yeah, rip you, um, dude. But then by the time we're done, nothing's going to be open. Combat and strategy through the emails, roleplay outcomes, and setup for the next week's turns in the weekend. That's cool. I dig it. So let's talk about our our world here for a little bit, because things are happening simultaneously right now in the magicless world of Urida. Well, the slightly magicless world of Urida. The mostly magicless world of Urida, because there's there's ciphers and stuff. So on one side of Tumbleweb, deep in the city center, there is a wine tasting happening at the manor of one rich. Elaine Mollusk. But while that wine tasting is happening, the details of which we can only guess at, there certainly isn't a podcast available on Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts or YouTube that you could use to catch up on what happens there. No. But but while that's happening, on the other side of town, uh, having recently been dropped off at the front door and invited into the rich estate of Jess Basin another trillionaire business tycoon in the Tumbleweb area. We're on the outskirts of the city here. This is an opulent country estate, if you will. Um, we find Zothkug wearing his magnificent hat and his excellent suit 
and we find Fox dressed as his manservant, change, changeling servant. She's dressed as his servant, uh, having been just led into an elegant dinner party. So you find the 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 round uh, hobbit-sized wooden door swings closed behind you as the servant servant admits you to the front room. And the front entrance to the basin estate, it's it's pretty much exactly what you would expect from a hobbit home. You know, the there's it's a well-furnished front sitting room. There's the a doorman sitting on one side, reclining easily in an armchair with a large pipe protruding from one end of his mouth. And the room, you know, smells faintly of the tobacco he's smoking. The walls are a tasteful mixture of portraits of a red-haired halfling woman in her mid-30s, bookshelves without a speck of dust on them covered in generic easy reads, and handmade wooden furniture displaying fancy purchases from far away like Zerugian pottery, a gem set mined in Hargrim, an everflower wreath all the way from oat, and even a strange pair of stones that seem to hold together without any adhesive or joinery that you're pretty sure you've uh, heard of as Loden's stones. The floor slopes steadily downwards to the south away from you. So you're standing at the north. The floor slopes downwards to the south, thus heightening the room until it reaches about 10 feet high with nice vaulted ceilings where a thick marble door rests on a massive centered swivel. Um, Just so you know, Matt and Trevor, the players, there is a map of this estate in our discord in the D&D threads to help you orient yourself. I'm still going to be describing everything as much as I can for you audio listeners. But when, if, if they get into like combat or tricky situations or whatever, I wanted them to have a quick reference just okay. so they could kind of oh, remember what they're seeing. Um, and remember you're in the basin estate cause there's two different maps there. Yeah. So you're in the entrance. Um, you're, you're at the North looking to the South. There's a big door. The doorman is sitting there puffing on his, on his, on his pipe and the servant who has just let you in has swung the door closed behind you. The doorman has not acknowledged you. I will go ahead and uh, take off um, Zoth's jacket. Okay. And look around for a coat hanger to put it on. Nice. Um, you there's of course I mean of course there's a there's a coat closet so you you walk over to it and you hang up hang up the it's like a suit jacket you know so underneath there's still like the nice tux with the emerald or- ornaments and stuff on it you you hang it up in the suit closet um, as you hang it up the doorman looks over at you and says <sighs> another servant they all keep bringing yeah. servants <sighs> any like do you have a problem around. with servants good sir I have a problem with people who are not of sufficient stature to be in the presence of Miss Basin. He begins puffing again on his pipe. Am I? Am I not, not worthy? To be, of course, you're worthy. Look at your hat. Oh, it's. I'm you. just saying. All these people bringing bringing peasants in. What? Because you're giving them a a leg up on their lives just to just to to bring them to a big party so they can what see how the wealthy people live. You can't get along at a party without a servant. Oh, no, I assure you I can. I just can't leave him at home. Ah, you can't trust him, eh? Yes. I'm very honored to be brought here. Brought here. <laughs> I can see he, he, even, he even speaks gutter speech. Well, <laughs> very well. Go on in. And he just goes back to reclining in his, in his I, easy I chair. I not nod my hat to him and continue walking and then once we're a little ways out of earshot of him but before we get to the party I'd be like do you want me to refer to you as Fox uh 
No. Um, Roll stealth. You're in a front sitting room, like, and then there's a door at the end. Uh, oh, true. We haven't really walked far. I'm just going to elbow him instead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's... I got a 13 on stealth. Chat, that's a great quote you just added. Um, okay, I'm rolling perception. Okay, um, moving on. So let's add a die to the tension pool as we as we mark the passage of time here, uh, and you head on into the the next room. So the marble door, it's on this big center swivel. So the door swings like a hidden bookshelf would, spins at the middle to be like basically breaking it into two <coughs> open doorways. Both of them lead to the same place. It's a balcony. Uh, the, you find yourself standing on this balcony. It's about 15 feet deep, easily wide enough for kitchen staff carrying loaded trays to walk around guests without any incident. And it's covered in a lush maroon carpet. A dirt sized railing prevents guests from falling over the edge as they take in the reception hall beneath. This balcony stretches the full substantial width of the hall on this north edge of the room. So it's a big, long balcony that's basically running the circumference of the room. And it covers the east and west sides also, so it it makes like an angular U-shape. Nestled in all four corners of the balcony are carpeted stairs leading down to the reception hall itself. If you follow the balcony around the bend to your right, the right side of the room, Then there are four ornate wooden doors set into the western wall, each with a gold plate that's numbered. So there's a door one, a door two, a door three, and a door four. Um, If you follow the balcony around the bend to your left, to the left side of that big U shape, then a double set of similarly ornate wooden doors that has no labels rest there, apparently locked at the center of that eastern wall. There's a scattering of high top tables sized for tall folk and other shorter ones sized for dirt, gnomes, and the like that are placed all about the balcony, enabling guests to speak to one another away from the heavier bustle of the room beneath. And where the balcony meets the south wall on either side of the room, so at the end of that U shape, there are two more thick ornate wooden doors one one at the end of each one okay uh i'm gonna just like approach the railing i'm probably too tall to like rest my hands on it but i'm just gonna like look down towards towards the the hall and just take in like what do i see are people mingling like what's the vibe Absolutely. So beneath the balcony is a large reception hall with heavy hardwood flooring and a few expensive looking abstract rugs that have clearly been crafted by local artisans. There are small square tables set on top of round maroon rugs where small groups of guests congregate underneath the balcony itself. And then there's an open space where the balcony ends the floor beneath like that's not covered by balcony. It's a big open space. Um, and in the open space of the room, there's like a large card table at the center that kind of dominates the space. Although right now it's not being used for cards. It's covered in a slip and there's a sculpture, an ice sculpture of the same halfling woman from the entrance hall that you saw in the portraits is standing atop it. In the carving, her wavy hair forms a halo around her beaming face as the stone halfling signs a small tablet with a quill that looks to be genuine feather. Like the sculpture has an actual feather quill in its hand. Um, A small number of kitchen staff, easily identified by their spotless white suits, dexterously navigate the room with platters of appetizers and flutes of some sparkling drink in hand. The smooth walls of the reception hall are each decorated with a mural depicting a different nature scene, beaches, mountains, plains, and desert. There are around 30 guests currently taking their ease in the reception hall, making polite small talk to each other. 
Not a few of them look amazed at the wealth and opulence around them, as if it's their first time invited to a party like this. On the balcony with you, there are also a handful of guests who are just scattered around in small conversations. You do notice in particular, um, and like, there, there, there's rich, and then there's visibly rich, right? <laughs> and at one of these tables, there is an elaborately dressed stout dwarven woman with black hair woven into like an elaborate braid studded with bright gold bands, and she's speaking quietly to a subordinate who himself looks like money. Um, there's, there's more gold ornamentation wrapped around each of her arms, and then there's a ringlet just beneath each shoulder, and she has this like silky sage green gloves with gold studs above the knuckles on her hands. Her robes are a similar like green and gold pattern, reaching down to and draping around her feet and ending just past her shoulders in width, leaving her arms bare except for the gold ornaments, which contrast magnificently with her dark skin. Beneath the robes, she wears a pale blue tailored silk that makes the exquisite gleaming emerald pendant at the base of her neck shine even brighter. You can hear a few phrases coming from her subordinate that are things like my liege and your highness kind of drifting over from their conversation. Very fancy. Um, um. Zoth will uh, approach. Uh, sir, um, yes. would you perhaps like to... Uh, Rest your feet first before we engage in any um, <clears throat> conversations. Ah, uh, yes, the trip was quite uh, quite long. Let us let us go find a seat. Uh, as you as you head to your seat, <laughs> you hear conversation floating up from the reception hall beneath you. You know, different people are talking to each other, but you can hear one one uh, lady say to one of her friends that has come with her, I cannot believe none of you or myself thought to bring your own alcohol to this event that was to be declared as better than all of this swill. Uh, you you make your way over to one of the tables to just kind of rest and, and recline. Mm -hmm. And you find do you go to one of the high top tables or the lower tables? High top. Okay, so you head over to a high top table and you see as you approach it, on each table, including this one, there is a coaster, and beside that coaster coaster is a complementary stack of lesser wingle digits. The wingle digits can be pressed into the side of the coaster, allowing the message spell to be sent directly to the bar where guests can order drinks. So from Ooh. time to time, you'll see somebody basically slide a stack of 10 of the lesser wingle digits, press it down into the depression, their table glows a little bit, and they just quietly speak their order, you know, citron ver fantasy coulé, or whatever they're ordering, and it, and it goes to the kitchens, and a little a while later, a servant returns with um, a platter that has whatever they've ordered on it. Is there a list of drinks or? Uh, absolutely. There's a list of drinks. Um, there are four drinks on the list. There's uh, Twilight Berry Whiskey. There's Cinnamon Pearl. There's Citron Ver Fantasy Coulé. And there's Unholy Volcano are the <laughs> four drinks on the list. Uh, Zoth won't start just quite yet. You know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll ease into it. Got to ease into it. Yeah. Especially around rich people. Uh, um, is there anyone at my table? Uh, no, there's no one at your table in particular. You have chosen an empty one. There are, Like I said, there's a handful of scattered conversations. The only person who looks noteworthy or interesting besides just generic rich person is that yeah. like queen, princess, whoever. Yeah. Or you can go down into the reception hall and, and see the people down there. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to go ahead... Uh, do a spot check real quick to see if I see anybody sus. Oh, he's being sus. Uh, is anybody the imposter? Um, <laughs> let's see what I got here. It was not a very good one. 
Hmm. That's perception, not spot. I was like, where's spot? A doobie perception. Uh, 12. Okay. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool as you recline at your table looking around. Um, you can see... So there's there's not too much suspicion. I mean, this is, this is like a... I don't want to call it like a boring person party, but like this is the 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 reception hall where everyone is like, ah, oh, yes, I will sip my champagne flute and stand around and like talk about my friend's children and how they're not going to go as far as my children. Like this is one of those those kind of environments that you're in right now. But you do notice that on the recept like in the reception hall on the ground floor, um, there is a man in a like a, a generic government suit, you know who is asking around like i need to speak to miss basin where is she and no one no one is really answering or paying him much attention he's like i need to speak to her about the regulations regarding any you know it's, it's like looking around trying to trying to get a conversation with just basin okay i'm going to um bear uh Zoth, um i will be um getting you your drink sir and i'll just walk off and instead follow um, this man from a distance, um, trying to look like you know, I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. Making my way towards the bar, I guess. Okay, uh, so you head down one of the spiral staircases to the reception hall floor level, and the bar is you can now see it. It's on the north edge of the room under the balcony, so you couldn't see it from where you were standing before. But you okay. come down the stairs, and there along the north edge of the hall is a bar. Um, it's it's pretty well stocked, but you do see from time to time a servant comes over with you know a bunch of like a cart you know of bottles and things to restock them. Um, but you go to the bar and the bartender looks at you and says, "Guest or servant?" Uh, servant, sir. Mm, and uh, for for whom are you are you purchasing? He's pulling out a little list of of signed in guests. Um, actually, sir, um, I was looking for some water for myself. Oh, yes, we have that. And he pulls out a, a glass of water and hands it to you. Uh, will your liege be needing anything? Uh, not yet, sir. Thank you. Very well. Uh, if you wish for the expedited ordering, you need simply take the complimentary wingle digits, place them inside the coaster on your table, and whisper your order, and one of us will bring it along shortly. Much obliged. And he, you know, goes back to tending <laughs> whatever bartenders do when there's no one in the room. <laughs> Wiping down the counters. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're constantly just cleaning that one glass. Yeah, the spotless counters and glass. He's just like redoing the, (laughs) you know, recleaning them. Um. Um, (laughs) Um, Zoth will get up from his table. He's going to go look at the ice sculpture. Okay. And and admire it. Are you going down to the ground floor or are you staying on the balcony? Uh, Ground floor. Okay. Uh, as you head to the ground floor, the you see in the distance, you know, Fox is kind of walking off on his own way. We'll check in with him to see what he does in just a second. You walk directly up to the ice sculpture, and it is, like, magnificently lifelike, except for the translucentness of the ice. But besides that, it's a very believable caricature. Um, and it does match exactly the, the halfling woman that you saw in the front room who's in kind of the portraits and stuff. You could probably infer that this is Jess Basin just based yeah. on the fact that it's her house. Um, the card table underneath of it, you, from your, your partying days, you recognize like a well-worn poker table. Um, and it actually does smell faintly of cigar smoke. 
Like this is this is probably a place where you know guests might be normally um, you know amused with with some poker. Um, as you're standing there, kind of looking at it, you can hear one of the conversations near you. Um, an elf woman is just kind of reclining while a servant fans her, and she's saying to one of her companions, Yes, Marsha, if you can believe that, I had to travel here. The portal keepers in Whiteshire said the portal hadn't worked since the darkening. I offered them mids, even bigs, but they simply wouldn't do anything. It was as if my extravagant amounts of money weren't even enough to motivate them to get the blasted things working. What in the name of Chaotic G do we call them portal keepers for if they can't keep the portals working? Anyway, and they, you know, move on into something else with their conversation. Um, this is right. the first time that you have heard the phrase mids and bigs in conversation. However, um, it is going to be common around this party. And at some point over the course of the evening, you're going to realize that what they're talking about is wingle digits. It is the evolution of slang. There are lils, mids, and bigs for nice. lesser standard and greater wingle digits. And that is kind no of bigs the and next. wedge. <laughs> Um, but that's kind of the evolution of the the slang for for wingle digits, at least among the filthy rich, which, unbeknownst to you, you now are part of because on the other side of <laughs> yes. town, the other two members of your party. Uh, well, I guess Fox knows. Um, but anyway, so uh, Fox, what are you doing? You've just walked away from the servants, the the bar, I should say. Um, you've walked off um, with your water. Where is this um, guy that's like asking around? He's headed for the south doors. So on the south wall, you can now see from your lower perspective, there is a um, set of like big glass doors, like frosted glass. And through them, there's just like a subtle orange glow, like a steady orange, you know, warm, warm light uh, coming through. Okay. I'm going to quickly, but, you know, as a servant, glide mm -hmm. my way over to him. Okay. Uh, to get his attention. Uh, okay. How do you get his attention? We'll say um, you can catch up. How do you how do you get his attention? I uh, tap his shoulder politely. Uh, uh, yeah. Sir. Oh yes. Uh, hello. Uh, do you, uh, do you work here? Are you are you a servant of Miss Basin's? Uh, it looks like you could use a glass of water. Would you like a glass of water? Oh, I am. I am. And he pulls out a small net, like um, kerchief and kind of like dabs at his forehead. I am a bit stressed. Thank you. And he he takes it. I just I just need to speak with Basin, and she is nowhere to be found at her own party, no less. And he like kind of sips on his water. Hmm. Well, I I wish I could help you. I do not work directly for her. Um, but maybe I can help. Uh, what exactly are you trying to reach her for? We need to speak about this arrangement of hers when with the uh, the permit in the center of of town and the in the downtown market. You know, there's 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 rules and there's precedent for people to only have one stall in the market. You know, to to allow other people to sell their wares. But Thames has purchased four, and that that's just just that we need to we need to speak about this to see if we can come to. I don't want to drive business out of Tumbleweb, but I also need to you know support my my people here, my 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 constituents. So. I need I need a meeting with Miss Basin to discuss this. Hmm. She hasn't well, been returning any of our our letters, and that's why I'm here. If you, if you don't mind me um, lending some advice uh, humbly, um, perhaps we should sit down and think of a better plan than you know asking all the guests. If she doesn't want to talk to you, she may not come at all. What what kind of plan do you have in mind? Who are who do you work for? You're dressed as a servant. You're not a guest. 
He like for I the first time is like really taking myself, you in. Sir. I figured you would come up with a plan. I was just telling you, you should probably think it out. What? Would you like this drink of water? <laughs> sure, I'll take the water. <laughs> he takes the water and like, he's like very confused that you're, you're just like some servant has approached him and told him, don't do what you're doing. He's like, what? I don't know what to do with that. Uh, what What do you suggest? What? What would you suggest? Oh, you work for someone not, obscenely wealthy, I imagine, right? It's usually not my for? place, but... Who do you work for? Who's your lord? Um, he is a new-to-town kind of person. I do not wish to speak of my lord with him not present. Well, is he here? Can I meet him? He is here. Um... And I must ask, I'm guessing that you run for some office here in Tumbleweb? Ah, yes. I am Councilman Wilson Flowers. Hmm. Yes, I do believe I heard that name when we came into town. Um, how is your election going? I... The election isn't for another few years. <laughs> oh. I figured since you were in such a hurry to solve this problem, it must be because an election's on the way. No, it's because the it's because this is a blatant violation of the regulations and policies of the city of Tumbleweb. Hmm. First, well, she first this this Basin character first she rejects security services from our deputies and hires some private security, and now she won't even answer our our communications. It's very distressing. I think perhaps we can um, work together. With my lord. Oh. Would you like to meet him? Sure. Who is your lord? Uh, follow me. Oh, very well. Uh, Zoth... uh, I go find Zoth, yes. Yep, Zoth is still admiring the ice statue, and with that hat, he's impossible to miss. As you walk towards him, you see several other people who are like, whatever they were talking about before, now they're talking about the hat. They're like miming like little peacock motions, or like, is that a mug on the top of it? And like, they're just like, the, the gossip the gossip train has seen Zothkug's hat. Um, what's it? What's it? And you know, every now and then you hear someone is like, "What a preposterous hat! You should, hats shouldn't stand out. The hat should complete the outfit, not be the outfit." And you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, you make your way back oh. to Zothkug with Councilman Wilson Flowers in tow, and before long, you have caught up to him. Uh, sir. <clears throat> yeah, yes. Um, I think this man would like an audience with you. If we could find somewhere uh, slightly more private than this statue to talk at. I'm, of course. Uh, who who are you? He's I'm like Zoth. Because <laughs> he's a dirt fox. So he's like <laughs> Z Zoth Z Zothkug. Yes. My lord comes from out of town. Far out of town. <laughs> Very far. <laughs> he he willingly follows you wherever you lead him. Uh, I lead him up to the balcony, probably like on one of the ends. Just okay. Uh, seems most out of the way. The the dwarf the rich dwarf lady is on one corner, so you can go to the other corner or you can go somewhat near her. Other corner. Okay. So you lead him to the corner. It's to the right of the balcony on the west wall of the room where okay. the numbered doors are. Doors one, two, three, and four. Um, and you head over there and you find a table to sit down at. And he says, uh, well, uh, your your servant gave me to understand that you might be able to arrange a meeting for me with Miss Miss Basin. 
Uh, of course, I haven't met her yet. I'm still waiting for that audience, but uh, it's scheduled. We're, it'll be on the way. I'm working on it. Deception. Like <laughs> Do I get advantage since it's at a party? No. It, uh, well, my 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 hat gives me advantage on uh, party related. <laughs> no, this, is, this isn't party related. The, you're saying you have like a business meeting with someone. That's not. <laughs> It's not Didn't like we say he gets to do rel- uh, religion checks for party related activities. Uh, yeah, but I don't think this is party related. <laughs> I, think, I think he's just lying about a business meeting he thinks he has. <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> okay. Let's, I didn't roll for Councilman Flowers. How can you have a meeting arranged with her if you're from out of town <clears throat> and you, sir? Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, my liege, um, Remember, you never sent that letter. We were here to... You didn't send the letter? You never wrote it, sir. <laughs> you need to remember... Why wasn't it on my calendar? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, he misspoke. Um, we were here, as I turned back to Zoth, um, to find audience with her. Um, as we were unable to write a letter ahead of time... It simply was not in the cards. It appears my servant uh, mismanaged my calendar. I am deeply sorry. Of course, sir. It was my fault, of course. Ah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, roll but, his... Go ahead. Um, sir, I brought him here because uh, he seems to want to ask about the stall issue in the market, and I thought perhaps um, we also would like to ask Jess Basin a question. So if one of us could gain audience, perhaps we could help each other. What Excellent could, idea. I I suppose that could that could work. Um, just so you know, Trevor, you have advantage um, on your next, well, or whenever you choose it, but chat has given you advantage. Yay, um, thank you, chat. Uh, how do you propose we arrange this meeting then? And what do you need to speak to Miss Basin about? Are you going to put her in a bad mood before I have to go and talk to her about regulations? No, of course not. It's a uh, it's a business matter. What kind of business uh, matter? Are you bringing business into the city of Tumbleweb? We are. Tell me about your business. And suddenly he's like much more interested in the conversation <laughs> happening at this table. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, uh, we're an upstart uh, in Tumbleweb. Uh, we are called <clears throat> Four Guys Ventures and Vibes. Uh, we do. We are uh, con- contract adventurers. He pulls like a little pocket notebook out of his out of his like pocket protector. Interesting. And um, when when do you intend to begin doing business in Tumbleweb? Uh, as soon as possible. We uh, recently acquired a very nice carriage, Edison carriage. And we uh, are are currently going through the proper paperwork to um, incorporate here. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, filing for your Charter of Commerce. Yes. You yes. know, I could be persuaded to speed that along for a little, you know, maybe maybe a little upfront taxes, if you will. Hmm. How much are we talking? I don't know. How much are you offering? <laughs> I think perhaps we should solve our problem at hand and... We can worry about paying our taxes at a later time, my liege. Um, and on that note, um, it does look like you're out of water, sir. Um, I'll go fetch another glass. 
Servant, can you grab me a nice glass of champagne while you're at it? Um, for the alcohol, they told me that uh, you have to order those through the um, complimentary. Ah, yes, the fancy coasters, the fancy coasters. I'll show you, I'll show you. But let let us talk business. You go and fetch a water. (laughs) Okay. Um, I need to know, is anybody, is there like security anywhere? You haven't seen any security yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to door number one. Okay. (laughs) Do I win a brand new car? (laughs) Okay. Before you do this, just to reiterate spatial layouts, uh, Zoth and Councilman Flowers are in the corner of the the U-shaped balcony. You are only going like, like maybe 30 feet from them before you try this door on a straight line with nothing between you and them except a couple tables. I just want to be I clear figured, that you know what you're doing. I figure the other people pretty on distracted. the balcony. That's true. He's pretty distracted. I'll let you roll stealth for it because he's in a conversation um, and it'll be against his passive perception. That's a fair justification. All right. I will go ahead and lean up against the wall next to the door and uh, okay. kind of check the doorknob. And for a stealth check of, uh, spoiler alert, it's going to be good. Uh, non-nat 20. Non-nat 20 behind door number one. You open up the door and what you see in front of you is a small suite of rooms. It has a reclining area closest to the balcony. So right in front of you. And then um, beyond that, there's, you know, a little storage closet on one side with some necessities and things like that. Just beyond there is a bedroom with a large four poster bed. And then on the far end of the bedroom, there's like a small personal, um, like a sink, but it looks like the sink actually is, is its own well, or it's like fed by well water. So it's like a, you know, like a bowl of water basically that's constantly refreshed. So if you were to pull a cup of water out, it would be filled with more water. Um, there are some generic hotel looking paintings on the walls, like abstract art, you know, um, and that's the room is like perfectly tidy and neat and has no possessions in it. So basically you've stumbled upon the guest room, um, but and it's empty. It, yeah, looks. there's nobody who's staying in this guest room. Okay. Um, I'm going to step in, uh, go for the well. Okay. Uh, sink. Um, and on my way to that, um, is there any other door out of this room? Uh, no, you have come in the only door out of the room. Okay, I will fill up the glass then and leave the door. Okay, you fill up the glass and you leave the door. Um, and I head back out to the balcony. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm going to assume then the rest of the doors are probably also guest rooms. Um, I will go drop off the water silently okay. you know at Just, the table yeah not in my you. head you set it on the table as councilman flowers is saying to Zothkug. not that i would want to suggest anything you know ir- irreputable about your taxes it was merely that if you wanted to make an advance oh, payment no, no. i'd be happy to facilitate it for you I, i'm not talking about bribes of course that would be no of that course. would be that would be unethical i i completely understand uh i just have to uh go through the books make sure everything's good but Oh, ah, a man scary. who keeps his own books. Well, I can I can relate to that. I actually keep my own books as well. I've got a nice ledger here, and he pats his little pocket protector, which apparently has more than one notebook in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Fox, what are you doing? 
Um, I'm going to go ahead, um, nod my head and walk off. Um, at the end of the balcony, there's a door like at the far end going straight, like through the wall, or there are the two glass doors on the South wall of the reception hall. If you wanted to like try and get into another room or alternatively, you could go and explore the reception hall further. I'm going to walk down across the reception hall and go to the other balcony on the opposite side. Okay, so you go down the stairs, head across the, like, basically past the bar on the north wall. You cross the the elaborate reception hall, go back up the spiral staircase on the lush maroon carpeting, and you find yourself now um, maybe five, six feet away from the table where the the elaborately dressed dwarven woman is. Are you going to continue down... Oh, like southward away from her, or are you gonna try and eavesdrop? Like, what do you? What's your play here? I'm going for the unmarked doors, but I'm also gonna take my time um, to see if I can't overhear anything interesting. Okay. Um, you hear the the like subordinate who is with her saying, um, "I'm not sure which she wants, Majesty, but I think it's safe to assume that she either wants exclusivity on the sale and distribution of Gaiman jewelry, which of course her highness would never agree to, or the far more sane and palatable permission to distribute from Gaim. Perhaps this basin merely wants permission to construct one of her warehouses at the heart of the kingdom. And who could blame her? We are the heart of the refined world, after all. Um, and the, the rich-looking dwarf woman replies, Indeed, and here I am, a refined woman, surrounded by the barbarity of these... dirt folk. You know, I've heard they call this a civilization. A city-state, even. Oof! Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a mental oof. Um, I will just ignore that and head to the unmarked door. Um, on my way there, did I see anybody going or exiting this door? No. Okay. Um, how many people are nearby besides rich dwarf lady nobody else is on this this side of the balcony do they face me or away from me like are they looking out over the hall oh they're talking to each other so they're kind of like tucked into the corner and each one is looking at the opposing wall if that makes sense like 45 degrees across the okay okay i will go ahead and test the door as if though i'm a little lost the door is locked oh okay I will nod my head like, oh, wrong door, and walk back down across uh, to the bar. Okay, you head back to the bar. Ah, hello again. Uh, Does your liege need something? Oh, actually, uh, sir, um, I had a guest inquire me about uh, where we could find um, rooms to uh, relieve ourselves. Ah, restrooms. Yes, of course. Uh, the restrooms are, and he indicates off to one side of the hall, the, the west side underneath where the guest rooms are. Um, he says, there's a restroom right there. And he points it out, and lo and behold, there is a subtle small... This one's not, like, ornate. It doesn't draw attention to itself. It's just kind of like a generic small door that's been set into the wall. Thank you. Very well. It's I will go ahead and tell you. <laughs> um, in that case, I'll just wind my way um i can do a perception check if you want but i'll just wind my way slowly back to zoth trying to listen to as many conversations to see if i just pick up anything interesting um whether it be related to our task at hand or not 
Roll perception. For every five that you get on this perception check, you will hear another thing. I can't tell you how much of it will be relevant. Is it a nat 20? No. It's a natural one. No, but it's very close. A two. Um, Are you going to get one five? I got one five. Because oh. <laughs> I got five. <laughs> I... I rolled a 20 and it slid and then it was like, the dice was like, nah, it's nope. going to be in two instead. I'll like, <laughs> add attention die as you listen in. Okay. Um, so as you're crossing the reception hall, uh, the first table that you head over towards to try and sort of glean something, it's some dirt folk who are dressed in like Sunday church style clothes. Like they don't quite own rich enough clothes to be at this party. And they're staring around themselves, just open mouth. They're not saying anything. Like, they just seem a little overwhelmed. But as you pass them, you come by a couple of gnomes who are in suspenders, pinstripes, straw hats, you know, like golf buddies. And they're speaking to each other, and the first one's going, Yes, well, I'm glad we got it all sorted out. When I first converted my currency to Wingle Digits, I didn't have enough space to store it. I don't like to leave my money in the banks, you see. My great-grandfather was a dragonborn, and I think there's still a bit of hoarder in the bloodline. Anyway, uh, the, the new hip vaults are remarkable. You know, they wanted to charge me for my... Well, I marched right down to the Summit Banking Guild and I told the branch manager there, I'm not paying for something that I have to pay to use. And do you know what he said to me, Philip? He said, well, sir, it's right here on the price sheet, as if he didn't know who I was. In the end, I had to talk to the regional manager for Tumbleweb before they'd give it to me. Imagine that. Lifetime customer like me. I tell you. That's what you overhear. Okay. Then you make it to the bathroom. Oh, I'm going back to Zoth. Okay, you Sorry. make it. So you head up the stairway and you come back to Zothkug. Let's cut back to Zoth. Zoth, you are <clears throat> sitting across the table from Councilman Flowers, who's just talked yeah. to you about his ledger books. Uh, d- yes. What do you want to talk about? Uh, so you said you'd show me how to how these uh, these these uh, coasters work. Ordering. Ah, yes. So let's say, and he picks up the small menu and looks down it. Uh, let's have you have you tried any of these ales? I, I have not. Ah, well, I, I recommend the Cinnamon Pearl. It's, it's it's a smooth whiskey, smooth as you've ever had. So what I would Beautiful. do is I would take from this stack, and he uses two fingers to just neatly slide ten lesser wingle digits off the top of the stack. So I take ten lils here, and I just slide them right into this, this depression. See this? It works yeah. just like a cipher. And he pushes them down, and they plunge uh, yeah. into the opening. The coaster begins to glow orange. And then he leans in and says, one cinnamon pearl at, and he looks over and there's a number etched in the table. Table four, please. And he, you know, and the the glow subsides. And (laughs) basically as soon as he said it, you can see the uh, servant is coming up the spiral staircase with a platter um, (laughs) that's got just one drink on it. It's just like one, you know, fancy glass with um, some of his his, uh, cinnamon pearl. Do you want to try Ah, uh, yes, thank you. I mean, it hands I it to you. I take the glass. Okay. Slip it. <clears throat> yes, very good. I quite like this. That's good to hear. Uh, so, know, uh, so what brought you to Tumbleweb for your business venture? Um, well, I heard, um, you know, um, I guess Wingles as as i i've heard them the the lingo hasn't made it made it to the surface i guess yet uh do you call them wingles here uh we we call them lils mids and bigs but like the general currency oh they're wingle digits okay i wasn't sure if there was a slang for that too nope okay uh well 
Uh, I heard about Wingle Digits, and I just knew that this was the next big thing. So I, I needed to find, you know, the, the creator, the source of it, uh, get it converted as, you know, getting my gold converted to Wingle Digits uh, was quite hefty, and a lot of the banks I visited just could not handle it. So, Ah, yes. Well, we do have some lovely, reputable banks here. They're all Summit Banking Guild branches in Tumbleweb now. Yes, yes. So I came down uh, fil- these filthy tunnels to find find everything. Filthy? Our tunnels are... Well, I suppose some of them could use a little cleaning. You know, if you wanted to, uh, you know, if you wanted to contribute to the, the cleaning of the tunnels, you know, if you if you were to pay a little extra towards the tunnel <laughs> cleanings, I could see to it that you were recognized with a lovely, memorable plaque. Ah, oh, lovely. That would be amazing. Well, we can do the deal right now if you like. And he pulls out his ledger notebook and puts it on top <laughs> of his other little notebook. I'm currently not uh, carrying very much on me. Um... I, I, I can't pay for it right now. But At a party like this? Well, I suppose Basin's taking care of all the essentials. Yes, yes. You know, and you don't know which servants might have, you know, sticky fingers, so I try and come light to these parties. Sticky fingered servants, you say, and he quick tucks his things back in his in his pocket protector and like pats it to check that it's full. Why is is it your servant? Is he at that no, moment Fox comes servant. back up the stairs to rejoin you? So you arrive as he's saying, Not my servant. Oh, good. I, w- I was I was nervous about that. No, 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 no. But it has happened to some friends of mine at parties I've been to. Ah. And I just, you, you never know which parties are safe, which ones aren't. So you just be cautious all around. And where are you from? Where where have you attended parties in the past? Uh, how familiar are you with the surface? I mean, I've I've been to the surface before. He's like clearly trying to just like <laughs> sound knowledgeable. I've, I've been to the surface, you know, a fair share of times. You know, I've been to, to parties all over. Uh, some of the western cities, some of the eastern cities. You know, word gets around, and this just happened to be the next place for my event that my adventure takes me. I see, I see. Well, it's been very nice to meet you. How do you suppose we go about arranging this meeting with Miss Basin? Well, I <clears throat> usually at these parties, the hosts come like kind of later, you know, fashionably late, you know. I, I assume she'll make an appearance at some point, and then then we can talk to her. I see. I think we should just enjoy enjoy the party and not make too big of a fuss. You know, making a fuss will just dissuade her, and the servants will warn her ahead of time. That's fair. That's fair. The servants might warn her ahead of time if they know, but I mean, it's not really a servant's place to you know to get involved in something like that. Wouldn't you agree? Um, he looks up at, at Fox, like, very pointedly. Not that I would um, be very knowledgeable on this subject, but I do know that some people um, have other uh, people on retainer who may look like servants, but have a different role. Ah, interesting. Are you good at detecting such people? Um, I'm going to do a perception check. Do I spot such people in the room currently? <laughs> sure. Uh, that's a 17. Um, I'm going to um, quietly just nod at maybe one or two of the people I notice. Um, you see over there and there, um, they have a higher role than one such as mine. Ah.
Well, you have to watch out. You never know who's listening or where they're listening from. I see I've underestimated your help, sir, he says to you, Zothkug. Uh, they have to be well-trained. Uh, many attempts on my life have happened, and uh, I need my servants <laughs> to be on their toes. <laughs> well, that's um, that's very good of you. <laughs> I guess uh, we shall pass the time of these. Uh, if you need, there's a bathroom underneath this balcony. Um, Thank along you. Along the wall. Uh, but I assume that dinner will be coming after the waiting period here. Uh, dinner's actually already available if you just uh, head further south into the, the main courtyard uh, out of this sort of foyer area, then you can you can partake in the rest of the party. But yeah, uh, show yourselves around. I've been out there looking for Basin. I thought you must be up here. Also, Councilman, uh, do you know any information about uh, that lady over there? And I point to the, the presumably ro- dwarven royalty. Hmm. Let me see if he does. Or do I know anything about? You definitely don't. Okay. Um, I don't know very much about her. Normally, uh, whenever royalty travels to Tumbleweb, they sort of notify us so that we can have our sheriff's department, you know, set aside some some manpower to keep them safe, some mole power to keep them safe. But uh, she didn't. Uh, all I've been able to glean about her is that her name is Caitlin. And she's a daughter of Salen, Princess of Gaim. So, uh, the Gaim, you would know about Gaim. Gaim is a okay. dwarven nation. It is central eastern to Urada. So, it's on the other side of the mountains where all the dragons lived. Okay. And uh, Gaim is known for, like, refined art, jewelry. Basically, they're a, they're a stereotypical dwarven export place. Like, you know, lots okay. of gold and, and pewter and things. Um, so that's that's all I know about her. I'm not even sure what she's doing here, to be completely honest. I'm not sure why a princess of Gaim would be here. Um, I may have heard um, from another servant that actually she's here um, to talk about business with Jess Basin. Oh, so she gets a business meeting is what you're saying. All I had to do is become a princess of a faraway nation. Well, to be fair... Sir, <laughs> that is a very high stature for someone in this world. I That's can't true. imagine Tubblewood <laughs> gets much royalty from the surface. I'm going to roll attention pool. <laughs> Just um, so you know. All right. Would uh, uh, my lesion, sir, uh, like thank to you, perhaps... We will, we will discuss things after the party about our uh, extra taxes and our clean tunnel fund. <laughs> and remember, um, my liege, yes, uh, yes. should we get, um, you know, audience, then uh, we will lend a hand to this councilman. And councilman, if you get an audience, uh, we would appreciate any hand you lean to us. Oh, of course, of course. If, I mean, for an esteemed businessman like like Mr. Zothcock here, I would be happy to effect an introduction if ever I'm able um, well, how about you go one way and I'll go the other way. Tell me which way you're traveling and I'll go the other to continue my search for Miss Basin. I will probably go greet the, uh, the princess. Very Just well. pay my respects. I will head south to the main courtyard. And he walks away from you straight down the balcony, like past all of the numbered guest rooms, and pushes open the big oak door at the very end of it, which leads to a sunlit area. You can't see any of it through the door, but it's like bright sunlight streaming down through there as he as it closes behind him. Um, and thus, you are 
alone together on the balcony. <laughs> well, right, that so went well. I don't know if uh, she might she might be a little above just about everyone in this room. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't that's know. Part if... of parties, man. You got to talk ah. to everyone. I don't know if she's in the talking mood, Soth. What I'm going to give you guys this. Um, this is a, a D&D thing. Like it, it's stock D&D, but nobody's used it in our campaign so far. So I just want to make sure that you know that this is a mechanic that exists. You may use the insight skill to try and determine things that a person is interested in or not interested in so that Ooh. you can use those topics to like more ingratiate them to yourselves or avoid something mm. that would alienate them. So one thing that you could do in this circumstance is you could roll insight. One of you may roll insight on the princess to try and determine if there's something that she's interested in that you could use to strike up a conversation without her servant, you know, pick me, pushing you away or whatever. Roll insight. Um, that seems party related. I feel like I, I would give you mm-hmm. advantage. My on insight is higher yeah, than my religion. Thing. <laughs> oh, wait. Can I give insight based off of what I've heard so far? Like, it, like just help. Um, you help don't. Back. He's already got advantage, but sure, we can say that you helped him to get the advantage. Okay. You don't need to roll anything. Um, go ahead and rolls off. True. Uh, you do be rolling with advantage. First roll. Yep. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Um, you can tell just looking at the way she's dressed that the this is a person who like she she likes the refined things in life. You're pretty confident that poetry would be something that would make her more amenable to conversation, like. She, she's clearly not impressed by money, but yeah. if you could impress her with art or maybe some kind of demonstration of power, like something like that might be useful for getting her, you know, kind of catching her eye. At the moment, she hasn't even looked towards you like she's just, yeah, yeah, you know, engaged in conversation with her with her subordinate. I'm just going through stuff. <laughs> just going through just some not... stuff, man. Hey, we're here oh, for I'm you. <laughs> Roll for poetry. Going through some stuff. <laughs> Zoth isn't much of a poet. Maybe he is and he doesn't know it. Dude, don't you <laughs> Google a poem. If you're going to make up a Googling, poem, you I'm better not make it up. <laughs> I'm not Googling a poem, I promise. Uh, That's going to be a limerick or a haiku. <laughs> so it wasn't specified. Or, mm, no, he wouldn't do that. Never mind. Zoth, I'm not sure if uh, there's really any way we could get her attention. Uh, do you know any poems, Fox? Poems? Why poems? Because I get the vibe that she likes the finer things in life. Money is just, you know, obviously no matter to her, so we have to uh, wow her in some other way. Wow, you say? Yes. Hmm. I would do magic, but I don't have any of my plant leaves on me. I think... I think I could do something. Um, I will go ahead and let's see. What do I got on me? (laughs) (laughs) What do I got on me? Probably not most of this stuff. Which. Hmm. I'll pick up one of the wingle digits that hasn't been spent yet. Or I one of the what uh, littles one of the littles mm-hmm. um, pick up a little two littles and uh, 
I think I could come up with a cool little parlor trick. Okay. <laughs> what, right. What's um, your parlor trip <laughs> trick? Do you think they would uh, impress her as well? Uh, are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Um, I will go ahead and um, this is this is probably gonna be sleight of hand. Um, I will hold out the coins and flip my hand over. Um, and then show both hands with a coin in each hand. <laughs> flip them over. You can't see the hand motions I'm doing. I'm doing hand motions. <laughs> it makes sense if you saw the hand motions. It's a sleight of hand. Um, and then no coins, right? And then Pat Zoth's jacket. And uh, <laughs> underneath the flipped collar, um, pull out the two lils. <laughs> <laughs> I will roll for this if I have to. This man's got a ma yeah. Roll slate of hand. Also, chat has suggested that you let her overhear you talking to your servant about a crystal statue that you intend to secure that will have no equal among all of the underdark. <laughs> crystal statue with no equal. Three-year-old magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-one. <laughs> Twenty-one. Okay. Well, yeah. The when servants you do it, are very impressed. When you do it for Zothug, yes. he's like. You know, you do the trick right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Zoth, it does not influence cool. your decision. Uh -huh. Like, you can... Yeah. Um, uh -huh. what, what, what you, do I need to roll another insight to see if that, that would have any... Uh, uh, no, you any... already rolled an insight, okay. but that it doesn't. it's not really a demonstration of power or, like, okay. refined palate, which are the two things that you're kind of looking for. Yeah. It's uh -huh. like... Um, <laughs> hey, man. Uh -huh. That was... is not a display of refined palate, that is for sure. <laughs> also, I just want to remind you guys that you can always consult your shoulder angel slash demon. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, Zoth will be like, oh, Fox, man, that was a great trick, but I don't think that'll, that'll work here. Hey, uh... Um, Inner inner demon angel me. Uh, do we do we got anything to woo her? I say go with poetry. Come up with something really flowery and really nice. She'll really love poetry. it. Poetry. But it's the impromptu, unrefined poetry that is on the bleeding edge of actual poetry, and it's sure to uh, to inspire the person who is a poetry aficionado to see that which is off the cuff and fresh and new and not some some rote thing that everybody knows so slam poetry <laughs> <laughs> this princess is probably down with some slam poetry <laughs> i just i just don't think we could do this cold for such a high statured person all right all right Oh, yeah, I can't hear this conversation. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you can hear him talking out loud. Is <laughs> author, are you okay? Yeah, man. Like, do you think the out the hat is enough? It may be if you brought something along with the hat, maybe both of them would equal enough. Both of what? I don't know, something else. Obviously, you don't like my amazing coin. No, I love it. I don't think she will love it. <laughs> uh, whatever you say. Coin trick always impresses, okay? Especially once I get into it. <laughs>
Do I have that item or does someone else? To maybe we can come up with something real quick. You said poetry was something, right? Uh, yeah, um, it could be. <clears throat> Do you want me to just spitfire something here? Uh, sure. I was going to spitfire. Uh, roses are red, violets are blue. No, 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 no. I Make wish I rise. <laughs> Say they're like a river. dirt surrounding caves rocks falling darkness peace tranquility purpose (laughs) what do you think and Uh, I give up forever (laughs) (laughs) cause I know that's (laughs) Maybe replace, uh, you said dirt surrounding, um, and then what else? Rocks abounding. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Not I'm profoundly lost with you. <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, rocks abounding, I think would work as a better second lyric. Dirt surrounding. Rocks abounding. Caverns. Echo. Um, oh, she says she doesn't like... Uh, this. She thinks this is like barbarian civilization, right? This isn't refined enough for her. Exactly, so maybe, but the poem can be about a barbaric civilization. That could well, still be refined. Maybe lean into that is what I'm saying. That you also view this place as barbaric, and maybe she might be more keen on the message. Did my first poem not convey that? Um, you could, you could, you could go a little heavier into it. <laughs> All right, so we got a uh, dirt surrounding, rocks abounding, caverns echo with short fellows. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, we can work with this. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe rub a little of your adventures in there. Talk about the mile job, talk about Kaivin. Hmm, yes, yes. What if we work our adventures in this? Okay, so, um, um, Caverns Echo with short fellows, Kyvern the Wise. Would she even know that name? Well, if she doesn't, then that's all oh. the more. Kyvin the Wise. A serpent surprise. A serpent detects lies. Five guys, burgers, and fries. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Kyvin the Wise. Detects serpent no surprise. Lie. No, Serpent Surprise, Detector of Lies. Poor guy's adventures and vibes, then throw our business card. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just tuck it in, tuck it in her, her, her front. We don't have business cards yet, or if we do, I didn't get any. Soth, what are you talking about? Uh, just my, talking inner monolo- my inner monologue, all right? Oh, no, firing. you're not talking to your inner monologue again, Soth. <laughs> you haven't even, we haven't even smoked anything, Soth. <laughs> 
Hey man, sometimes the moment just happens. This is a religious affair, all right? All right, all right. Let's let's go back. Okay. So dirt surrounding, rocks abounding. Abounding. Caverns echo with short fellows. Okay. The cavern echoes with short fellows. That's it. Okay. Just leave it right there. You're good. Leave, leave the rest up to interpretation. Is that deep? Is this... Wait, I'm, wait, I'm wait, 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 wait. I'm it thinking. is if there's no answer. <laughs> there is if there's no answer. <laughs> it's up for you to discover. You have to look inside yourself to find the answer. We need, we need at least two more lines, I feel like, to make it seem like it's a full poem and not just... Are we, we, came are up we leaning into the, the adventure spot. route or are we leaning into the uh, bashing this? I want to use the word confounding. Here. Why? Because it would fall into the right lyrical, you know, measure, right? You, you, you're doing A, A, B, B. We could go back to A and do a B. A, A, B, B, A, B. I just want you guys to know that I'm going to treat this conversation as real time. In game. Absolutely. <laughs> how long this yes. takes you is how long it takes you at this party. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, get, you get what I'm saying? Maybe maybe we we uh, uh, continue to the party and uh, go get some food and then come back, circle back to this. Okay, I'll, I'll be thinking. I'll be thinking about it. All this. right, man. So I'm going to go downstairs and go to the uh, reception hall where the food would be. I'll absolutely mindedly follow. Okay. The what? Absently? Absent mindedly. You were right. Absent mindedly Absent- is the word. Uh, that's not so- what I said, though. But I'm glad you said that I said that because that's not <laughs> what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're heading to the reception hall, Zothkug, or are you heading south into the courtyard where, like, the main course dinner is being served? Uh, sorry, the courtyard where the main course dinner is. Okay. Um, and are you going to leave on the balcony, or are you going to go through, like, ground floor or balcony level? Because both have entrance to that next space. Uh, let's go on balcony level first. Okay. So you are on the balcony on the west side of um, the, the reception hall, and... That means that you're heading past the guest rooms. You pass another set of spiral stairs that are at the the very end, and you push through the same oak door that you saw uh, Councilman Flowers push through earlier, and you find yourselves standing on a balcony over the courtyard. And uh, At the bottom of a large set of stairs is an open-air space carpeted in thick, lush grass. It would feel soft on your feet to walk on. You're pretty confident. The sun beams pleasantly down on a mid-sized wooden stage at the southern end. On that stage, a bardic troupe now plays gentle ambiance, which rolls across the roughly square courtyard to you. Large blankets with baskets of food on them have been set respectful distances apart for the earthier guests, while full-sized round tables draped in spotless white tablecloths with the trademark tumbleweb rubies serving as centerpieces serve the tall folk. Along the eastern side of the courtyard, there's a balcony, so mirroring you, there's another balcony. Uh, perhaps 25 feet up where two large doors seem never to stop swinging as kitchen staff bustle in and out of them, keeping guests fed and watered. At the north end of this balcony is a large wooden door, presumably leading to the balcony in the reception hall. Several spiral staircases lead from this balcony down to the courtyard itself, enabling kitchen staff to quickly get anywhere they need to be. On the south wall of the courtyard, to either side of the stage, are two large, ornate wooden doors inset into another marble wall. So basically, this courtyard is like like a 
a, a it's like an in-ground swimming pool almost like but okay. it's you know grassy on the bottom so it's like a square yeah chunk that's been cut out and then on the other side there's like more house that is buried back underground okay. um, tables rolling across it the other thing that you notice is that on that balcony opposite you with the servants kind of bustling around and the kitchen staff carrying things there's also a drow a dark haired uh, or I'm sorry a bright haired dark elf with um, the, the luminous purple hair and teal eyes that seem not to have pupils. She wears a set of sheaths over her shoulders, holding two swords. Um, and she's got like a, a whole fleet of ciphers clipped to her hip. And she is just leaning on the railing, um, scrutinizing the goings on beneath in the courtyard. She's got very much like a security person's bearing. Fox, I think I found one security. One security. <laughs> One. I found, uh, uh, uh. I found one unit of security. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, are there lots of guests in the courtyard? Tons of guests in the courtyard. The courtyard is like where most people are sitting and eating. And then, you know, the stage is at the south wall. And again, if you come down from your balcony, you would be able to see that on like the north edge of this area, there are a couple of tables with like appetizers, hors d'oeuvres, etc. And on the south end, through those doors, people are going in there to get like main course dishes. So like in one of those rooms, there's just a big buffet table, which you can sort of get glimpses of as other guests walk in and out. There are all sorts of different people who are um, scattered about the courtyard. Is all there right. a separate eating place for the servants? Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. It looks like perhaps Basin servants like have their own quarters within the estate and it looks like most people who are being attended by servants most guests their servants are sitting at their table or just the table next to them hey, okay fox man yes what? sir you delivered some food from me to to the princess that's like a kind gesture and an introduction point a courtesy thing i think i might be able to pull this off i got you Zoth. and i walk over confidently to uh, the buffet. I'm going to um, walk down too. Okay. To get to the buffet, you're actually pushing through another door, so I'm going to tell you what you see there. Because at the south okay. side of the room, to get to the main buffet, you um, you have to push open one of those doors. It's to the left of the big stage, so okay. on the east side of the, of the courtyard. You push open this big door, and one long marble table is resting atop a maroon runner, which itself protects a stone-tiled floor. Um, the table dominates this dining room. Along the south wall, several wooden hutches display fine Zerugian plateware and pottery. The east wall is bare except for a set of stairs that are climbing eastwards, um, so going back like deeper into the house, basically. Um, and from time to time, a quiet kitchen hand brings an entree to add to the lavish spread upon the table. There's also an enchanted painting on the south wall that depicts people who are walking past the dining table as though they were walking on a yacht in like rich clothing, peru um, kind of perusing the same um, dining table. And at the bottom of it, you can see the glow of an active cipher that is kind of running this painting, this this illusion magic. Um, but the table is spread with all sorts of fine foods. Basically anything you can imagine at a rich person party, it's there, so. Um, a question, would I know like the religious affiliation of the Dwarven Kingdom? Uh, the Dwarven Kingdom Gaim was a, they were not founded by a God. So the kingdom doesn't have a particular religious affiliation, but you okay. can roll a religion check to see if you've heard anything about what goes on there. I would love to. Is it at advantage? 
Uh, no, it's just it's just okay. religion. I got a twenty-two. Okay, um, there there is a mixture of gods there, but the Gaimans generally worship Zanir, and there's a smattering of Awara worshippers, and maybe like a tiny percentage of Gomteus worshippers. There are no Kelnor worshippers. Yeah, figures. <laughs> well, Kelnor is the newest god, so yeah. there's there's less of of his following out there in the world. But yeah, so that's that's that. Um, what are you up to, Flux? Uh, do I see any of Jess Basin's servants exiting or entering an area? There are kitchen staff coming in, in and out of the dining room. There are also a bunch of kitchen staff coming in and out of what is presumably the kitchens on the, the balcony, like where the security person is, the drow. Um, the okay. kitchen staff are just kind of bustling in and out. They go in with empty trays and out with full trays. So it's pretty reasonable to assume that's the kitchens. There are also a handful of chamberlains who are just kind of meandering the courtyard, making sure that people's needs are attended to. You know, if someone needs an umbrella, they'll go and fetch one or, or whatever. Um, and that's what you see. Okay. Um, I will go ahead, grab some food. Okay. And, uh, give a thumbs up gotcha Zoth and I'm gonna walk over back all the way to <laughs> the princess okay that'll take you a little bit of time so let's check in with Zothkug yeah. while you do that uh, Zoth what are you doing or are you just I'm gonna, standing I'm gonna grab some food and just sit down at a random semi popular table or semi crowded table Sure. Um, so there are lots of different tables that have that are semi-populated. One of them in particular, and you can choose whether you sit here or not, but one of them in particular is populated by a tiefling with a crisp military uniform bearing several medals. He's taking his ease at this table, speaking with several presumably lower-ranking members of the same military who wear the same kind of dress clothes but don't have any medals. They are discussing a conquest as you walk by. Um, do you want to sit with them or do you want to go somewhere else? Uh, somewhere else. I'm okay. Scanning for a little bit more like a richer, like rich folk sort of vibe. Okay. Um, richer people. You head over to a table where there's a dirt woman, um, with a human male servant standing next to her. And then a bunch of, um, very varied race friends are all gathered around the table. There are two seats open. So there is, you know, you, you could presumably sit down and introduce yourself if you want. Okay. I'll approach and be like, <clears throat> is anyone sitting here? Oh no. Uh, you, you, you can have a seat. Wow. You're, you're remarkably tall and what a hat. I must know who made such a hat for you. Ah, thank you. Thank you. It was the, the local tailor, Elazar. Elazar? Oh yes, I think I've heard of Elazar. Isn't he yes. a bit run down? I'm I'm amazed that you got such quality out of him. It must have cost you an arm and a leg. Oh no no, not much at all, really. Oh, well, okay. I, <laughs> have, I, have I, a seat. <laughs> oh, thank you. I sit down. And yes, yes, I uh came to town and I was ill equipped for, for this town's uh lavish uh fashion and uh so I had to had to rush order this suit and this hat. And uh, I, he did an excellent job. Uh, so definitely go see him if, if you're ever in need of, 
of lavish clothes. Ah, from out of town, are we? Fascinating, yeah. fascinating. I've been here my whole life, and uh, you know that's that's just sort of my my locale. But my friends here, they've they've been all over. You know, well travel a well traveled group we are. Ah, yes, thank you. She says as her human servant um, kind of like crouches down next to her dirt mole folk <laughs> height and holds a goblet to her lips for her to drink out of. What are you drinking tonight? Ah, uh, Rose Lion. I never, uh, I, I always have my servant Morrison hand feed me. Uh, it's, it's my rings, you know, the diamonds are authentic. She holds of up course, her rings. Very pretty, but well, you know, sharp. They, they, they cut through any gloves I try to put on. And of course, it's not an option to take them off. I mean, uh, no, of course what's, what's the point of having such exquisite jewelry if I can't show it off? Imported all the way from Gaim, don't you know? Ooh. They're a bit uptight, but once we start talking money, they're perfectly reasonable. Only 200 greater wingle digits for this big one on my right hand. Yes, Very sized nice. and all, sized and all. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so yes. I, I'm I'm having some rose lion. It's a it's it's a, it's a a softer drink, you know, for for an evening such as this. I want to make sure I last the entire evening. You know, Basin sometimes has some ridiculous antics she gets up to in the late evenings of her parties. I don't want to miss anything. Have you been to a basin party before? Oh yes, I've been. I'm I'm often here for the basin parties. You know, I my family comes from a long line of influential people in the city of Tumbleweb, and you know, my my children who have been attending school are actually potentially going to be transferring to the the College of Valor and Lore that Miss Basin's going to be opening. You know, they have they have top grades, of course. Of course. Um, so of course. so I've I've you know made sure to stay connected to Miss Basin. Uh, does she usually make an appearance? At least does she mingle at all? Oh, generally she does, but I believe she's mixing a little business and pleasure today. Uh, she's She's been in and out of that room up there, and she points um, to the end of the balcony where the security person is. The mm-hmm. far end of that balcony has another door that leads back into the house, but like to an upper floor instead of the lower floor where the dinner is. Okay. She's been in and out. Uh, I understand the, the bards here, the different bardic troops are all auditioning for teaching roles at the college as well. So there's, there's lots to do, lots to do. You know, uh, money never stops. Yes. So, what is it you do in the city? Uh, mostly influence others. I <laughs> I attend a lot of the the exquisite events. Uh, it's it's my husband who's the the worker in the city. You know, uh, Councilman Wilson Flowers is his name. I don't know if you've met uh, him or not, but he's a. I um, have. He's 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 really the councilman who drives things in Tumbleweb. You know, there's there's a lot of people on the council. There's that new councilwoman, Poppy Whitfield. <laughs> Don't get me started. All of her crazy ideas about skylights. Anyway, so the <laughs> the real progress in this city comes from Councilman Flowers. It, it, Wilson just understands money in a way that the other council folk don't. And it really is, it's great to be in such a, an established household because I understand spending money in a way that other council <laughs> folks' wives don't. So it's, it's lovely to just be in such a, a, a mutually beneficial relationship, shall we say. Very nice. And what about you? What brings you here, Foreigner? Uh, we are uh, establishing our, our business venture in Tumbleweb. Uh, four guys, ventures, and vibes. An adventuring guild, eh? Yes, I wouldn't call it a guild yet, but that that's the goal one day. We'll have guild houses all over the, the world. <laughs> Sounds like dirty work. Uh, and she just like turns to one of her, she doesn't like ignore you, but she turns to one of her friends and just changes the, the topic. How's your son doing in primary school? And her friend immediately jumps in. Ah, oh, well, he's showing a, a real intuition when it comes to the scholastic pursuits. You mark my words. He'll be a renowned historian by the age of 14. Uh, someone sitting, go ahead. What? I'm going to start eating some food. You start eating some food. The <laughs> dirt woman looks over at you, notes that you're eating yourself instead of like having a servant feed you and kind of like, 
and turns back to her friend again. Um, Excuse but, me, but my servant is doing more important business. I'm sorry, we can't oh, all... What important business could your servant be doing besides serving you? Uh, he is, um... Doing undisclosed things. <laughs> <laughs> undisclosed oh. things? And she leans in. What yeah. do you mean, undisclosed things? They're business related. You, you don't want to hear about it, clearly. Some back alley business dealings, eh? I, say I do alley. want to hear about it. You know, I'm married to yeah, a councilwoman. I could cover for you. You said you weren't. You, you, you turned away the second I mentioned my adventuring guild. You clearly don't want to hear about that. Ah, well, if you want to be like that. And she turns and ignores you completely and just like goes back into the conversation with her friend who was talking about his son. Um, someone else has interrupted him and said, well, you know, it's 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 not who you know. It, it's not what you know. It's about who you know. How are your connections? I can introduce your son to Mr. Walnut. You know Anthony Walnut, don't you? The historian who wrote the definitive guide to the first era. He's an old friend of mine, needed to interview me about the topography of the continent of Co. you know. His works were published in the Floating Library. Another interrupts, that was a magnificent library. Did you ever see it? I was invited there for a tour after providing a few ALF members temporary lodgings in my vacation home in the mountains by Rustfree. It has a magnificent parlor. I ought to show you around sometime if you ever come into enough money to afford the passage. And they continue one-upping each other as the conversation progresses. Um, meanwhile, Fox, you have re-entered the reception hall, now carrying a platter full of food. You kind of make that, like, acknowledgement eye contact with the bartender before you head up the stairs. And you are now approaching the uh, lavishly dressed dwarven woman and her subordinate, who have not noticed you yet. Okay. Um, so just to clarify, the food I have gathered was, um, some of the finer cuts of meat, you know, the cuts of meat that are so fine, they're actually more art pieces <laughs> than, than a meal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, also a nice dessert with garnish. Um. One of those desserts that's like one spoonful on a plate that's like a pie size. Right, yes. Yeah, like with the stuff sprinkled. Yeah, okay, I, I got you. Um, and so I'll, I'll bring that over, um, and I'll bow, and I will humbly apologize. Uh, sorry to bother. Um, my liege has um, ordered me to uh, give you this, along with um, he wished you to hear a poem he has written um, and would like your opinion. Um, mm, the the subordinate looks at the princess and she says a poem would be lovely in a time such as this I'd love to hear it she turns towards you to hear what you have to say no <clears> one has <throat> taken the food from you yet so like you're still holding it out but no one has taken it sure. or acknowledged <laughs> that you're giving it to them yet I'll just keep holding it out okay dirt surrounding rocks abounding caves filled with echoes made by little fellows and while these halls are confounding, the town is quaint and mellow. Real performance. <laughs> With advantage for the, the, the radio voice. Hmm. This is my I roll good dance. Yeah. yeah, it is. And this is I can't read my cheat because it looks like it's for ants dance <laughs> <laughs> all right there we go 24 24 nice. an excellent Boxing delivery one. and as you finish she like claps 
so so wonderful, so refined, so nice to hear a, a, a real artist in such a barbaric surrounding. And she's not keeping her voice down at all. So like from time to time, kitchen staff or whoever are, who are walking by are just like, <laughs> like you know, um, kind of right. rolling their eyes as they walk by. She says, it's so nice to meet another civilized being. I would love to have a conversation with your liege. Would you tell him from me that he's welcome to come over and join me? My name is Caitlin. Uh, daughter of Salen, princess of Gaim. And she gives you like a small calling card, like a little fabric calling card that you can take back to um, to Zothkug. And her servant takes your food, but he's still like, not quite giving you the stink eye, but he's like, he doesn't trust you yet. He's just like, sure. random dude walked up, said a poem. <laughs> like, you know. I, I, I will take the calling card, do a, a deep bow. It would be my honor. And I will walk back to Zoth. Uh, you head back down to Zothkug, who has is is at a table where he's now eating and like not talking to anybody. Like he's being totally ignored by a bunch of rich-looking people. Um. Okay. I got. I'm gonna help my man out. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, my liege, uh, Caitlin, um, daughter of Salen, um and princess wishes to see you. She was quite enthralled by what you had to say. And I say this out loud. Yeah. The, the con- <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for clarifying, buddy. <laughs> the conversation on the other end of the table like quiets down and everyone is sort of like they're they're kind of murmuring like oh, yeah, so then I was saying about that. But like they're clearly all just listening to like listen mm-hmm. into what you're saying. And Thank the, you, good. Go ahead. Oh. Thank you, good sir. And I take the calling card and I look to the person who rudely shunned me off and I said, <laughs> yes, he ha- he was uh, acquiring an audience with the princess as I instructed him. And now if you'll excuse me and After I just you, get, up, get up, do like a little, little coat flick. <laughs> coat flick. <laughs> and uh, I do and- say walk out roll for sass with advantage <laughs> charisma uh, is that just a t what's what, what's a sass roll yeah it's okay, a religion check okay sure <laughs> this is the, the sass no there's nothing sassy about kelnor oh this is, is it at advantage or not at advantage it's at advantage okay. you get you get the advantage yeah cool that is a non-natural 20 Okay. The as as you get up to walk away, one of them goes, "As I live and breathe," and like, <laughs> um, you you walk away from the table, clearly having left them stunned with your your retort, your your witty snapping comeback. Uh, you head out of the room. Are you heading back over to Caitlin? Yes. Okay. Um, on the way, I'm gonna just be like, <clears throat> something might have been a little a little over the top, but uh, they deserve it. I promise you. <laughs> I think we're gonna play this whole uh, mysterious businessman thing. I, I I like what we're going here for, okay? So you're the mysterious businessman running the Adventurers Guild that's obviously doing something else on the side. You know, you however you've been doing it, you're doing great. <laughs> You'll never hear that from me again. <laughs> Alrighty, um, that's and hilarious. What is what exactly did you say to her? I gave her the poem uh, that we came up together with. Uh, 
dirt surrounding, rocks abounding, caves filled with echoes, made by little fellows. And while these holes are confounding, the town is quaint and mellow. Very good, very good. You know, As maybe you're... we... Go ahead. Maybe we should uh, add this to one of our services. Please don't. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, uh, as you're yeah. as you're heading away from the um, like away from your table and back towards the courtyard, a small commotion behind you catches your attention. You turn around and you notice that um, to to a small smattering of applause, the bards on stage have finished their their performance, and you know people are politely clapping for them the way you do at, at golf or banquet events. But as you're looking towards that, you also notice that up on the balcony in the room where it was indicated to you that Jess Basin is conducting some business, the door opens and out walk uh, two people. First is unmistakably Jess Basin. You recognize her from her sculpture of herself and all the paintings around the, the, the thing. Uh, she's a yep. slim halfling woman with wavy red hair. She wears leather knee-high boots over tailor black trousers and a cyan sundress, sundress drawn in at the middle with a leather sash. Her skin has the look of one who regularly sees the sun, unusual for residents of Tumbleweb, and her eyes betray a sharp intellect that seems always to be thinking two or three steps ahead of the current conversation. Um... She is walking next to Elaine Mollusk. Elaine Mollusk, who walks out with her, um, they, they shake hands, and Jess Basin pats Elaine Mollusk on the back, like, you know, like, good to see you, buddy, kind of, kind of a pat on the back, a friendly pat on the back, and Elaine Mollusk walks off. Um, Fox, your, your keen rogue's eyes pick up a subtle nod from Jess Basin to whoever the security person is, and the security person visibly relaxes. Um, Jess Basin then walks down uh, the stairs while Elaine Mollusk passes the security person and walks back towards the reception hall. Um, Jess Basin goes into like the dinner room and is like getting herself a plate of food and apparently about to mingle among her guests while Elaine Mollusk is heading back towards the reception hall. I'll say, Fox, you go... Uh go back in there. I'm still going to go see the princess. It's rude to keep royalty rating. Which one do I tell? Uh, decisions, decisions. <laughs> well, one of them looks like they're leaving. So I'll go after Elaine. Alrighty. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> always do. Doth always do. <laughs> I will like like make sure my, my code is straightened out. You know, just brush up brush out any any wrinkles and then head over to the princess okay um and i will uh casually um try to follow this off as much as i can while keeping an eye until i need to break away okay um you sort of so you're kind of walking together but with different destinations and then eventually you you part um which of you should we follow first wash whose adventure should we should we go into first should we follow elaine mollusk or should we go speak with the princess if it's even we'll go with fox if it's zoth we'll go or odd we'll go with zoth, <laughs> if it's zoth, zoth is a bit odd <laughs> even in zoth. natural one so we'll go with zoth <laughs> <laughs> of course wow that's so disappointing for you that like one of your only roles so far of the night has been a natural one <laughs> And it's on me. Yes. Uh, okay. So you head back oh, to no. Caitlin, Number daughter one of Salen. Heart. And 
As you approach um, without Fox, the servant, turn, her like subordinate, turns to interrupt you and says, keep walking, stranger. You're not important enough to approach this table. I hold out the calling card. My servant, I sent my servant. Uh, oh, my, to... my mistake, my mistake. Of he, course. he steps back and Caitlin stands as she sees you holding the calling card. She says, you'll, you'll have to forgive Balin here. He's a little bit uh, overzealous in his protection of the royal family. Not that there's anything here that could <laughs> dare, you know, con- dare cause any threat to me and she walks over to you enchanted to make your acquaintance and she holds out a hand i uh kiss kiss her hand and do a deep bow uh the hat hat tip yep and the hat tip like bends over and the little cup comes down and and you're able to like a drink out of it and then it goes back (laughs) up again um there's not actually any liquid in there as far as i know um at your service a pleasure to meet you a pleasure to meet you did you compose that poem all by yourself i did it's, it's so nice to meet a a a, a poet, so, someone with a refined knowledge of the arts in a place like this. I, well, I rarely expected it. Uh, what brings you to a town like this? Surely you can't be a local. Uh, no, of course not. Uh, I am uh, setting up an adventurer's guild here. Ah, an adventurer's guild. Will you be participating or just delegating? Delegating, of course. My adventuring days are far, far behind me. Naturally, naturally. I could see by the uh, the exquisite clothes you wear, you seem to have already looted your fair share of dungeons, if indeed adventuring is your background. It is. Well, uh, it's, it's nice to meet someone who knows how to dress, for sure. And she takes her seat at the table and kind of, you know, waves at a chair for you to take a seat. I sit down. Uh, could I get you a drink? Ah, uh, drink sounds marvelous. What are you having? Uh, I will be ordering a whiskey. Uh, very well. Uh, I'll have what you're having. Okay. And you... then I put the cipher in. Great. And or and then I uh, message two whiskeys, please. Okay, two um, two cinnamon pearl whiskeys coming right up. And the you know the kitchen staff are on their way to you, but haven't quite made it back. So, what was it that caused you to seek an audience with me? Oh well, it's it's not often you see royalty in in a place like this. Well, you know this 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 dirty, dirty place. <laughs> Indeed, a dirty, <laughs> dirty place is perhaps the best way to describe it. I'm actually here in place of my mother, uh, Salen, the Queen of Gaim. I'm just responding to an invitation from Miss Basin, who, well, we don't really know quite what she wants. The lackey like chimes in. Oh, I know what she wants. She she wants to distribute from Gaim, or she wants a monopoly on Gaim and jewelry. And of course, a monopoly would be ridiculous. Yes, 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 Balin, we understand. As I said, a bit overzealous. Um, but let's let's not talk about such boring things now. Um, what what is it that um, your your business? Why why start a business now? What 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 has what do you have to offer to the world of adventuring? Uh, I wouldn't say I, I, it's it's more so another branch. You see, uh, I'm obviously from the surface, and so we we have a few few branches already. And so I, when the Wingle Digits thing came came up, I, I you know had to get in on the action. Ugh, and uh, Wingle Digits, she kind of scoffs a little bit. Give me jewels any day. Hmm. Well, it is the currency of the people who are starting to be, and uh, it's just better to adopt early than late. I suppose. I suppose I can see the logic in that. And uh, the, <sighs> the, the the banks near me just didn't have enough to uh, for me to convert all of the gold that I needed, so I had to come to the source. Money's boring. Tell me a tale of adventure. Tell me about one of your previous adventures. Alrighty. So, in the 
we were we were exploring uh, in the the caverns. We who's ago. we who do, who did you travel with? Me and my adventuring group. Uh, it was a dirt folk, I believe it or not. A um, dirt folk. Yes. How did you get him to leave his precious molehill? I didn't. I ran into him. Oh. Okay. Go on. <clears throat> Uh, a changeling, surprisingly, a longtime friend. Uh, we grew up in the same town together. And a uh, Asimar, if you believe it. I, I believe it. <clears throat> so, and what did you the, do? This unlikely band. Uh, we started our adventure uh, in one of the dirt tunnels. Quite, uh, quite not, not the best start to an adventure, but we grew to our companionship. And one of the first things that happened... We come down. We enter this this uh, cave. We think, and it's just the abyss, like just black going down this wall. Like the wall just disappears into black, and we can't see anything out. Wow! And so we start climbing down these these ladders in the wall. There were ladders just there in the middle of the were. cave. There were fascinating, very. And so as we're going down. We get attacked by some carrion crawlers. We're like, oh no, this ledge can't hold everything, everyone. It's a bad place to fight. And our, uh, our the dirt, the dirt man was like, trust me, guys. And so we all jump off of this cavern. We just jump off into the abyss. And you we took must... a dirt folk's word for it? Absolutely. We, we had already known each other a long time. So uh, we were good friends and I, I trusted him. And so we just fall, 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 endless falling. And then he he uh, casts some, <laughs> some spell and it creates this, this sort of pocket dimension and there's a rope that comes out of it and then we swing around this dimension and end up inside of it. You that mean we to must say have... that he did magic? Yes. Real magic? Real magic. How could he do this? This was before the darkening. <laughs> Roll deception. <laughs> to I, I to be his uh, uh, lawyer in this moment, um, I will like to advocate and say technically he said this was a long time ago. He was his venturing days are long behind him. But the story so why he is, is lying. The story he's telling is was true up until that point. <laughs> why he is lying? I think he deserves what advantage? I'm gonna use my advantage from chat. <laughs> by the way. Oh yeah. Well, okay, that never mind. If I can speak up for Zoth. He was probably thinking it was just very dark. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 16. All right. Oh. Ah, yes, of course. Before the darkening. Very well. Um, And so uh, that was uh, probably about a week into our, our adventuring. Uh, very, very crazy. We must have fallen a mile. Not, not that I would ever do that again. But makes for a great story what a story indeed wow you simply must visit gaim at some point once your business is is up and running you should come and visit the queendom i will make sure that there's someone there to show you around and perhaps who knows maybe you can establish a branch of business that would be amazing i, I haven't made it out to gaim yet uh, you must tell me what is it like oh it's magnificent it's it's a, it's not like one of these if you can call it a city, these dirt folk cities where they've sort of left it made of dirt. No, we <laughs> have hollowed out the, the inside of several mountains, and then Ooh. we have reconstructed inside them from wood, stone, and marble these different 
um, structures that all hang from the top of the mountain connected by bridges. And so each structure is built to be exactly what is necessary. You know, you start at nothing and then you insert what is required. And the outside of the structures, they all gleam because they're covered in different jewels that represent the district in which they reside. And so the torchlight reflects off of all of the different surfaces and creates this incredible multicolored experience. And at the top of each mountain, we've left an opening to the sun so that the sun's light can come in and it can bounce off of the different the different gems during the day and then at the night it is our torches and the moon that bounces off of the different things it, it is a fascinating place um it, it is it is truly wonderful and it's directly above the mines that provide all of our trademark jewels so you can look down at any point in time and see the progress of the mining that is amazing it is a wonderful place <laughs> I cannot wait to visit. Hopefully the, the paperwork goes smoothly and we can get this branch up and running. Ah, uh, yes. Well, if you, if they don't, if it doesn't work out for you here, I can see to it that you receive a charter of commerce in, in Gaim. So, uh, excellent. Unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to waive the fees. That's not really no, something they let, they let the royal family have a hand in, but I can fast track you to the front of the list. Um, I would love nothing more. While this conversation is happening... Fox, you have split off from Zothkug in order to pursue Elaine Mollusk. And because you're on the ground um, and she's on the balcony, I'm assuming that you're just kind of moving parallel with her while she heads down the balcony. So she actually passes um, the princess from Gaim and like rounds the corner and heads across the balcony to the other side. But then instead of leaving as you expected her to do, she actually passes and moves to guest room number three. Opens up guest room number three, walks inside, closes the door behind her. Okay. I will um, go back to the bar, grab a glass of water. As you do. Um, Have I seen anybody around her when she walked this entire path or did she do this all alone? She's walking by herself. I mean, she's past people like servants and, you know, guests who are sitting at tables, but she's not, there's no companion with her. Okay. Um, I will walk up um, and check door number two with a glass of water as if though I'm delivering it. Door no- Not door three, but door two. Let's clear the tension pool and see what's in there. Oh, no. Okay. You knock on door number two and then open it the way a servant would, you know, housekeeping, and you kind of push the door open, and uh, room two is completely empty. It's just like room number one was. It's pristine. Um, okay. At, at your knock on that door, Elaine Mollusk's, Mollusk's door makes a click, click. Someone has turned a lock. Right. Um, I will go in, and can I tell, based off of, I've seen room one, mm-hmm. I'm in room two, how thick these walls roughly are. Uh, yeah, the walls are between six and ten feet thick. Like, you're kind of guesstimating. So it's like, you're, you know, there's give or take a yard because, like, depth and sound and air pressure and stuff. But, like... Sweet. Oof. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're, these are... Your, your privacy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting uh, sound through that. Okay. That's exactly right, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> if only we had Jeb with us. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay are you saying you can't dig um, through dirt 
I'm just gonna, you know what? Since I'm in here, I closed the door behind me. Since nobody's in here, it looks like. Yeah. I'll take a quick moment to just shuffle around, see if there's any like complimentary stuff or perhaps anything that's not meant for guests. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you are going through the room. You're searching for stuff. Roll an investigation for me. <laughs> I rolled a nat one. No. The panic involved in that roll. Was... That was the oneiest nat one ever. Yeah. Um, okay. You are... So, okay, here's what happens. So you're searching around the room. You don't find anything. But then as you go to learn, as you get, yeah, so surprise, <laughs> surprise. Um, are you leaving the room now? Um, I try to leave it as I found it. But yes, right. After I will head out the door and classically be like, oh, wrong door. OK, you leave the room, step out into the balcony. Uh, mostly your attention is focused on Ilian Mollusk's room because she's the one you're tailing. But right. you're you, you you have some 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 trouble reflexes, and your trouble reflexes tell you to take a glance towards the reception hall floor, and you notice a new guest there who you didn't see before. It is Faloth, the supervisor from Dig Site Six, whose office you <laughs> robbed. He's in you know like a fine suit jacket and tuxedo and everything, and he's got his like dig site six um, like kind of emblem emblazoned on his left shoulder, and he is sitting there having a conversation with someone. I'm going to look away from him, okay, and make sure nobody else can currently see me my face. Like I'm gonna look back at the door, okay, essentially point blank range, mold my face, <laughs> okay. <laughs> completely different person, you know. Yeah. Nice square jaw. Um, you know, a little bit of a mustache growing okay. in. Neatly trimmed. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I will um make my way uh down to Phelan. Okay. Um, you head down towards Faloth's table, and he is sitting there talking with a couple other people who, as you get closer, you realize they must also be dig site supervisors. Um, there are, you know, there are like four or five of them there, and each of them is talking about like, yeah, well, um, it was a little bit challenging before we got the new model of mining machines in it. You know, just like generic, like sort of site supervisor mm -hmm. conversations, uh, if there is such a thing as generic site supervisor conversation. Um but you're you you kind of hear them talking. Are you gonna sit down at the table, or are you just walking by? Uh, I'm just walking by currently, scheming. So kind of Miss Basin mm. to invite us to a, a party like this. Yes, the the partnership between Thames and the the uh, Bright World Company has been wonderful. It's been so helpful in transporting things out of our dig sites. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I don't say that out loud. Right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, I guess walk up. Um, hello. Uh, can I get you, gentle folk? Anything? Ah, servant. Lovely. Great timing. Yes, I'd love some hors d'oeuvres. Thank you. And he just like right turns away. right back to the table and continues his conversation. Okay. Um, are you gonna go get him actual hors d'oeuvres? Yeah, why not? 
<laughs> you so you duck back out into the courtyard for a brief moment, hit up the hors d'oeuvres table, which is right at that that wall that's closest to you anyway. Pick up just like a spread of different, you know, appetizers and things. You head back to him. It's got like, you know, the the classic like the bread with the seasoning and the oil and then there's oh, some yeah. different like, you know, little sushi rolls and a couple other things. You just bring all that back. There's the little like like you were talking about like the art the art cut of meat. It's like one of those rolled up with a toothpick in it and then a disgusting cherry tomato on top and like, you know, stuff like that you like come back and you you hold out the platter to them and each of them kind of takes things yeah did you say disgusting cherry tomato yeah well it's the only kind of cherry tomato but (laughs) (laughs) i like cherry tomatoes I think Josh is the only one here that doesn't like cherry tomato. Do we need to stop the game, guys? Yeah, we need to stop the game. Hold on, Chad, do you like cherry tomatoes? I used to like <laughs> cherry tomatoes, the and then I saw that scene in Lord of the Rings, you know the one, and now I don't like cherry tomatoes. I don't know the one. I don't know the one. Either. In the last... I don't know the one scene to rule them all. In in Return of the King, when Denethor is is sitting there oh. eating dinner and he's just squishing cherry tomatoes, oh, and they like I know they oh. went so far with the sound design that it's like you j- I just can't handle it. <laughs> it was the end of the wow. cherry tomato in my life. That's what did it for you. That's what did it for me. Well, I didn't anyway. realize that this was a full Next stop on kind of reveal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I don't we know found, if I can be in this D and D campaign. Final boss, guys. We found the final boss. The final boss is a single cherry tomato. It's Josh's really? worst We're nightmare. We're digging into Josh's been... backstory. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was that's a twist. It, it, I was not expecting that in his backstory. Is. Point to this cherry tomato where it hurts you. Okay, so you hang <laughs> my ears. So you you hang out uh, with the appetizers at the table, doing the thing with the dig site supervisors and the cherry tomatoes that I guess are good. And you hold out the platter, and they all take some appetizers, and then they go back to their conversation oh. without kind of acknowledging you any further. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I will politely stand around for like 10 seconds make sure they don't need anything mm-hmm. and then, then go ahead walk off okay for those 10 seconds um what they're talking about their conversation has turned to has there been any progress on the uh the the people who robbed your dig site he says oh well the investigation's ongoing we've actually contracted a few of the deputies here in town to see if they might have made it through through tumbleweb or tried to use the tumbleweb city to access the overworld so hopefully we'll we'll have a good uh good lead on anything like that we've got all the sketches and things so you know progress is being made uh note to self um <laughs> gonna have to go rob a police station <laughs> um some sketch might have to uh disappear some sketches um okay um on that note i will make my way back to uh my liege great um as you walk away, away. Yeah. yeah, as you walk away from the table with dig site supervisor Faloth, and you head back towards the corner of the reception hall where Zothkug is currently um, sitting across the table from uh, Caitlin, Princess of Gaim, you also notice um, the drow like takes it just like a confident lap of the balcony, basically doing like a you know like a security person who's just kind of like making a round 
um, and she walks back out the other side. And as you're watching, like just kind of following her path with your eyes, one of the other servants who's walking by says, she creeps me out too. Don't know why we can't have that Sheriff Hank Spur. Now there's a respectable gentleman. But no, it's always Mavira lately. And pushes on and continues doing, um, you know, servanty things and delivering platters and stuff. I nod like, yeah. <laughs> And you now rejoin Zothkug, who is sitting across from the Princess of Gaim, who is regaling him with tales of her city. And the, and the castle has this magnificent reception hall, about four times the size of this room that we're in now. And it's got wow. this incredible fire at the center. Instead of a hearth with a chimney, it's more like a volcano where the fire's at the center and then the smoke leads up towards the top of the mountain so that when there is a party, you can see it for... for acres and acres around the mountain you can tell that there's an activity happening it's a wonderful place to to rest ah is this your servant yes that's right you delivered the original uh the original poem your delivery is coming along nicely though i think you could work on refining the timbre of your voice a bit of course it honors me to have your feedback he looks different right yeah he looks totally (laughs) different (laughs) i just roll with it yeah. I love that she doesn't even realize. Yeah, like that's she pays the that little attention yeah. to him. Yeah, like servants are beneath her notice. Her her like lackey is looking at you and kind of squinting a little bit, but he doesn't say anything because his princess has already acknowledged I him. I, sh- I look at him and I make eye contact and I kind of like shrug my shoulders <laughs> like I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> but oh, you I mean, the I clothes are the same, right? Yeah, the, he's the same except his face. He didn't change his height or anything. Ah, it's details. <laughs> Ooh, uh, you said you were a purveyor of the arts. Uh, let me show you one more thing. And then I take a uh, uh, less a lil and put it in the hat to turn it on. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> awesome. You're going to activate the hat. Remind me what your hat does. I don't even remember what it means to activate your hat. Uh, activating it uh, just makes it like glow a little bit like it flashes lights oh yeah the the sun rises out of the mug yeah yeah Yeah. he goes this is truly marvelous did you develop it yourself I did not it was the local tailor surprisingly a local tailor to to this area yes what's it what is his name where can we find his shop Elazar, and he's the 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 tail, small tailor shop. Uh, where is it? Just like inside. You, you the... tell them where it is. Okay. It's Just it's in the, the bowl, but yeah. Yeah. Um. She she snaps her fingers. Make a note of that, Balin. Go fetch him. He must come back with us. And Balin like stands <laughs> up immediately and like leaves the party. As he's leaving the party, you notice a deputy walk in, looking very out of place, and escorted by the doorman with his pipe coming out of his his mouth. Um. And they, they stand there and they, they kind of exchange a few words and then the doorman points like very forcibly to a chair for the deputy to sit in. And then the doorman in turn has a conference with a couple of servants. Um, Fox, roll me perception. I just had it. Where did it go? <laughs> oh, found it. Found the D20. Good. Ooh, 11. Okay, you um, you can't overhear everything they're saying, but you distinctly overhear them saying, find Mollusk and keep it quiet, okay? She, we don't need to cause a scene just because there's been bad news at her estate. And the the servants okay. all separate off and, and head out where they're going. Welcome, Ari, to the chat. Hi, Ari. We're in the middle of a fancy party. We are. Um, 
Okay, okay. so okay. meanwhile gonna, at the table, yeah. I'm going to lean in to my liege um, and whisper into his ear. All right. All right. If they, if they approach us, don't look. Um, if somebody approaches us asking about crimes or anything, follow my lead. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. What what was your servant saying? Secrets are for sharing. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was just saying he did not recommend uh, doing uh, getting the volcano drink. Ah, I was looking at that unholy volcano. You don't recommend it? Why not? Um, well... I've seen uh, that perhaps it may be uh, a little too strong of a drink for enjoying the entire night. Ah, is that so? Well, a refined woman knows not to get plastered until the party's already finished. (laughs) (laughs) Goes back to whatever she she like orders another rose lion, which is like a a very light champagne drink. Um, Um, At that moment, one of the servants approaches your table and says, uh, have have either of you seen Miss Elaine Mollusk? She's a guest at the party. Uh, she, uh, she, she's a female gnome, large green eyes, blonde hair. Uh, last I saw her, she was out in the eating area with Jess Basin. Mm. Interesting. I, Miss, Miss Basin is currently uh, conducting a, an evaluation with some of the bards who are performing tonight. I wonder where Miss Mollusk may have gotten off to. She off must have ch- wandered off. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll continue checking around. Uh, thank you. And stands up and, and walks off. Um, all right. The servant leaves. Um, I need I need my, my uh, shoulder advisors. <laughs> all right. Hello. Do... Oh, sorry. Go back. Do I go confront Elaine? Or do I do I just do I just go YOLO and just try to go into like the deep quarters of this area? Well, whatever you've decided comes with a blessing from chat. They have cast the bless spell on you. Yes. Nice. Go big or go home. (laughs) Both. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Whichever one's more dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Darkwing Duck time. We gotta get dangerous. Um, my liege, uh, yes. if you excuse me, um, the task that you had assigned to me um, has come up, and I'm gonna be back shortly. Alrighty, go on. Um, I just wave my hand. I will bow, and I'll also bow a little deeper to the princess, and. Mm-hmm. Um, wander off to room number three for no reason. Her eyes don't even fully, like, look over towards you. The princess just kind of waves a hand of acknowledgement at you. Um, and then she she turns back to Zothkug and goes, so so tell me another of your poems. Uh, meanwhile, Matt walks away <laughs> from the table. Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, Fox, you are walking across the balcony away from the table. You can hear that, but it's too late. Yeah, uh, towards guest room number three. You walk over to guest room three, and what are you doing? Are you knocking? Or are you just going to try and go in? What's the what's the play here? Um, I will knock, um, like. There's no answer from inside the room. 
Uh, Miss Elaine, there's someone here to see you. No answer from inside the room. I'm going to look around. Anybody nearby looking? There's a deputy who's sitting there at a table by the entrance, but he's not looking towards you. He's looking frustrated and, and like looking into the distance for the return of the the doorman. Um, there doesn't will, seem to be anybody else watching. Palm my thieves' tools, because I always have my thieves' tools. That's true. Um, and pretend that I'm using a key um, normally and pick this lock as quick as I can. Okay. Uh, roll slate of hand for me. That will be a none at 20. Okay. Uh, you are able to pick the lock. Uh, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> you you take a second to like, oh, it's this kind of lock. Doot, 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 and it, it just clicks open in your hand. Um, you turn the doorknob, push open the door, head into the room, and there's nobody there. But this room is clearly in use. Um, the it's been cleaned by housekeeping, but there are possessions in the room. You know, there's like uh, a suitcase and and different things in in the room that suggest that someone is sleeping here. Um, not a ton of possessions, but like a handful of books. You know, a little sketch pad, things like that. And there's also a couple of different glasses that have been used. One of them's got some kind of alcohol, and one of them is a glass of water. There's a small plate with some crumbs on it, but the room itself is deserted. Um, can I tell? If it's just Elaine, or is there any other signs that somebody else has been here? Clothes, um, items that don't fit? Uh, there, no, it, it seems like there's only the one person staying here. Okay. There, it's um, all gnome-sized clothing. <laughs> okay. Um, and, okay. Then I'm going to give myself one minute. Okay. And... I'm going to look. Um, I there's. It's just like all the other rooms, right? No normal doorway to anywhere, right? Right. It's like an open concept hotel room, basically. Is is what it looks like. Then I will search for a trap door or a secret door somewhere. I assume since the walls are made of dirt, that I'm probably going to be looking um, either for an illusion or behind furniture. Okay. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool as you do this. And that's investigation, right? That is investigation. Twelve. Twelve. All right. You're spending one minute searching the room with an investigation of twelve. Yeah, I so, figure I just run my hand along the wall. Yeah. Peek behind furniture. So you you go through this process and you've made most of the way around the room without finding anything and you're starting to think maybe this is just a regular room when you get to the sort of like personal sink that has, you know, it's like well fed. You get to the personal sink and your hand passes right through it. Like there's no water there. It's, it's an illusion. Well, would you look at that? Well, shoulder advisors, you did say go big or go home. <laughs> So I just go and try to feel my way through. Um, I pause. I look down. Let's do it. The clothes I'm wearing are very identifiable, right? Yeah, they're like like super nice servants' clothes, like rich person servants' clothes that match Zoth's suit exactly, <laughs> color palette and everything. Remember that? I go behind a changing rack. Okay. Um. And I look to see if there's a spare uniforms or anything in the dressers. 
that are like complimentary. <laughs> okay, uh, there are not. Um, okay. But meanwhile, while you're looking for that, at the other table, Zothkug mm -hmm. is delivering another of his poems for Caitlin, <laughs> Princess of Gaim. <clears throat> so oh, she asked no. for another poem. And yeah. Then, then I think for a bit and I'm like, all right. <sighs> Slithering snake, detector of lies, no life in his wake, all seeing eyes, world forsake, Kyver and the wise. Roll um, performance. It's party related, so you can have advantage on it. Heck yeah. Because of your hat. Yeah. That would be a 16. It is magnificent. You surely must be working on a book. Are you preparing a book of poetry? Um, not yet. <clears throat> it's just, just a personal hobby. Um, ad adventuring guilds are very uh, tedious and difficult to set up, but I am working on an adventuring book of my tales. Oh, an adventuring book of your tales. Who's writing it? I haven't found an author yet. I've just scribbled down everything that I remember so far. Oh, I see. Well, when you're looking for refined authors, you know, the authors in Gaim are the finest in the world. We have the most refined art in any of, of the civilized world. Meanwhile, jumping back over to uh, Fox, who is looking for a change of clothes and not finding it. Okay. This is, okay. This is, uh, we're going... We're going full. <laughs> All right. I will completely dress down. I mean, no clothes. Okay. Whatsoever. Okay. okay. Um, I will uh, try to fold them as neatly and try to hide them under a dresser, maybe. Okay. Instead of like putting them in the dresser, right? Sure. Roll stealth. I, I literally just, there it is. I don't know how I keep doing it. I fiddle with it, and I just put it down somewhere. Ah! Well, that was an adventure in and of itself. I have a blessing, right? You do. <laughs> you can add a d4 to any roll. <laughs> That's like, give me something. Give me something. <laughs> okay. I'm doing math. He's doing math. Doing He's doing math, math chat. Okay. Um, but um, um. You thought it was math, but it's math. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, okay. you have bless. You, he used his blessing, I think. Uh -oh. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So uh, you sh <laughs> you shove the clothes under the dresser in a way that you think is pretty well hidden, um, and you are now like starkers in this person's room. What are you doing? I am shape shifting. Okay. Into a um, what is something that's the same size as me? Uh, <laughs> there are lots of things. A minotaur or a satyr? Okay. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, uh, is a minotaur a size bigger? Yeah, minotaurs are huge. I think. Okay. Uh, I'll do a satyr. Okay. So go and let legs. the fur cover things. <laughs> okay. Um. You know, I will get a little goatee, little short brown hair. So Mr. Uh, Tumnus from, from Narnia. Oh, <laughs> we took that two different ways. <laughs> well, actually, is there uh, any... Is it? Did Elaine have a red scarf? 
Uh, actually, no. When you look in Elaine's closet, there is only, there are three outfits there. They're all identical. They're all brown overalls, blue bow ties, white blouse. Okay, then never mind. Yeah. Um, I will now venture forth completely unrecognizable through <laughs> the illusion. Okay. You venture forth through the illusion. You like pop your head through to the other side and like stick your head through. And what you see is a uh, about a five foot wide vertical tunnel. Like there's a ladder leading down into the distance and it goes way down. Hmm. I'll, uh... No. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and, um... Is there, like... This is a well-made dirt tunnel, isn't it? So there's uh, not, like, any rocks or anything? Oh, right, yeah. This is a smooth tunnel with a ladder. Okay. I... Peek my head back in the room. Still nobody here, right? I don't know. Let's find out. I'm going to roll the tension pool. You do be going a little crazy here, buddy. <laughs> uh, go big or go home. Okay. There's nobody in the room at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm just going to pick up like a random thing, like a comb, something small. Okay. And then dip back in and drop it. It falls for a while, and then you hear a small splash. How how long would you say it fell? Uh, I would say it <laughs> fell approximately the length of time that something might fall if it were falling a distance of about 100 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Seems that's about a 100-foot drop. You should jump in. Uh, There's water at the bottom. It's way less than a mile. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? There's water at the bottom. You can't take fall damage. I'm going to go ahead. Won't be two inches deep. Yeah, it's right? It's got to be deeper than two inches deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go down the ladder like a sane person who's not trying to die from having their shins in their jawline. Okay. Um, and I will try to be stealthy about it. You know, I don't want to do click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, going down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nine. <laughs> All right. You clip-clop down as, as stealthily as can be. You're pretty confident that you are well hidden. Um, I'm going to add a die to the tension pool. <laughs> well, as confident as I can with hooves. Yeah. Um, you head down the ladder and at the bottom, the now that you're nearer to the bottom, the smell is getting up to you. It, it smells like sewage. No. <laughs> What's out now, man? You got this. <laughs> Full Shawshank. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep going down, but I'm going to start touching the walls as I go down. Like, one hand just, like, touching the three walls like this. Well, you can't see. <laughs> like this, kind of just, like, touching the back wall behind me and the side walls. Um, at this point, I'm tempted to see if there's, like, an illusion. I'll roll an investigation. Okay. 
You don't need to roll an investigation. There's not that far for you to investigate. Like your hand can reach everything. So um, you, you're climbing down the ladder and you're looking for an illusion and you're not finding anything. And you get to the point where your hooves are like two inches above the water and you find a small little depression in the wall directly behind the ladder. And when you hook your hand in there, you, you realize there's another illusion and that you can crawl through on your belly. You can like crawl through into some other space. Where am I going? Okay. <laughs> I become a very uh, lithe, you lithe, lithe, lithe satyr. Lithe. Yep. Um, a very lithe satyr so I can fit and uh, crawl my way through. <laughs> He's a lithe <light> satyr. <laughs> Ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) Ahead of you stretches a tunnel. You can now stand up now that you've gone through the... Like, there's a small opening, but once you crawl through, you can stand up in the tunnel. Ahead of you, it is a a long walkway. It's 10 feet tall, one person's width wide, like a a normal tall folk, so um, about five feet wide. And... It stretches off into the distance for a little ways before it forks in a T-shape. So, like, it goes left or right, but not forward. Do I see any signs that someone's been through either passage recently? You can see torchlight flickering ahead of you on both the right and left. Mm. Like, flickering back around the bend towards you, I mean. The floor is still dirt, right? No. The floor is stone. Is it slimy? Yes. You shouldn't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will uh, righty tighty and (laughs) go right. What are you tightening? <laughs> I mean this buckle so I don't lose my Um Yeah, no, I'll go to the right. Called puckering. The tension builds as you walk down the uh tunnel and make a make a right turn around the T. You can now see the tunnel is lit at regular intervals by torchlight and stretches a long distance from you. Um, you're based on the, the kind of sense of direction that you have from the room above you. You're pretty sure it's stretching the length of the estate. Like if you go forward from here, it will take you past the courtyard and towards the dining room. Um, the, but the tunnel stretches for a long way and you can see every now and then there is a doorway leading off to your right again. So back towards, you know, like the same kind of tunnel you just came in through. How many of these? There are six. Six. And they're spaced pretty far apart. Okay. Okay. Um, can I tell how far they go, roughly? Are they like, varying lengths? Oh, if you walk up to one and look down at you can. Right now, all you can see is that there's a... Like oh, a, yeah. Know, tunnels off to the side. I'll, um, I'll walk up to the first one and peek my head in. You walk up to the first one and peek your head in. And looking into that tunnel, uh, you see that this one is just like the one you just came down. So it's a very short way, a little thing that you can go through. 
and then it climbs up into the um like back up right. towards something there's a big ladder leads upwards and underneath it is the you know kind of the sewage line from the estate okay go to the next one you go to the next one uh at the end of this one it you so looking around the the bend you can see that it stretches for about 20 feet and then there is a circular stone room um there's no water in the room although the floors are all slimy um but there's a, a circular stone room and at the center of it um apparently asleep or unconscious or something is elaine mollusk um a female gnome with green eyes hidden under messy shoulder length blonde hair and the distinct pointed ears of a gnome She is breathing, like she, you know, her her chest is moving or whatever. It's not like she's dead, um, but she's just kind of laying there on the ground. Hey, um, shoulder advisors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this seems like a. This seems like a, like a big moment, right? Like, I might have bit off a little bit more than I could chew. Um, do I wake her up? We saw the uh, the nod from Jess to the the security guard. Maybe this was a hit. Grow some bigger teeth. You got this. Grow some bigger <laughs> teeth. Also, the guards are looking for her. You may not want to get involved with whatever she's involved with. You need to figure out if there's a connection between this thing and the aboliths. Okay. Uh, can I recall when we were researching? I'm pretty sure Alan's probably the one who probably told us about the Aboliths. Mm-hmm. Um, did he mention anything about like signs of when people are possessed? Uh, no, I don't believe there were any signs. Or at least he didn't know of any. She might cut you a big fat chick. <laughs> As you stand there wondering what to do, the tension in the moment builds. All right, I got to go forward. I cautiously make my way forward. I'm going to clear the tension pool. Okay. I have rolled the tension pool. It has had an outcome. Uh, You cautiously make your way forwards down the tunnel. There are no traps or anything, and you're able to get into the stone room. It is a circular room, uh, about 15, maybe 20 feet in radius, so about 40 feet in diameter, and it's only 15 feet tall, so the ceiling's not that much higher than the tunnels themselves. Um, It's clearly, like, intentionally made because it's carved from stone, Um, and all that's in there is Elaine Mollusk laying on the ground. Is it lit up? Uh, only by the torchlight from the hallway that's kind of coming in, so it's dimly lit. I will crouch down over Elaine. Mm-hmm. Um, she's breathing, you said. She is breathing. You can make a medicine check to try and determine any more than that if you want. I'll try. It's not my specialty. Get her to I'm Zoth. hoping a little bit of Zoth rubbed off. <laughs> uh, that's a 13. Uh, okay, with your 13, you aren't really able to glean much more other than you can't see any visible wounds. Like, she doesn't appear to have been stabbed or cut or hurt or anything. She's just laying there on the ground, sleeping. 
Okay. Probably just sleeping. Wake her up. No harm in waking I, her up. I'm gonna put a hand gently just above her mouth and go to wake her up. And if she jolts, I'm gonna cover her mouth. Okay. Um, what does wake her up mean? Like, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna to shake wake her, her shoulder. Okay. Shake her shoulder. Uh, you shake her shoulder. Um, her body moves like it's it's she's there. It's not an illusion, but she does not react or respond. I pick her up. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do. Piggyback ride style. The, the tension in the room builds. <laughs> <laughs> Belly. Wake me up inside. <laughs> Save me. Are All you right. going to bust out into song? Because like that stuff's going to reverberate through the stone no, tunnels. No, no, no. <laughs> I bet the acoustics are great down there. I bet, right? <laughs> um... I'm going to go ahead. Um, I'm going to go ahead and walk back um, to where I came from. The like ladder down. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make my way back to that ladder. You make your way back to the ladder. As you are making your way back to that ladder, you kind of like round the corner into the hallway and the torchlight is, is kind of flickering. And so it's hard to see in the shadows and the lights and the different things. Um, but meanwhile, upstairs, uh, the princess of Gaim is saying to Zothkug, now, now, how exactly are you planning to publish your book? Do you have a marketing strategy in place for it? Um, not yet. I'm just, my main focus is on the Adventuring Guild, and then once that's all set up and dealt with, I will focus more on the book. And, like, it'll be, like, a sort of, like, done in, in sequences where it's, like, the first half is, like, my adventuring days, and the second half is how I built the adventure like guilds in the business you know an adventuring guild i just can't imagine it for someone as refined as you are it just seems outlandish i i i imagine you must you must be delegating most of the work to other people but still like i i'm not sure that i would even want my name sullied by such a thing but to each to each their own of course it's Uh, it's honest work most of the time (laughs) it ain't much (laughs) but it's honest work uh and and we need adventurers in this world. And as someone who has formerly adventured, you know, I just want to provide for that community and help foster it and create a more stable environment for adventurers and those who seek them. I see. I see. And tell me about this, this mug on top of your hat. What does that mean? Ah, uh, yes. The mug. Um... That is the symbol of my god, Kelmore. And on that note, we jump back down to the, <laughs> the dungeon underneath the estate uh, where Fox is. I'm assuming you're carrying her like Superman style where you like catch the falling person and you're like walking. Oh, no, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm hunched her over my shoulders. So I'm like, oh, OK, like I figure she's back. light. So yeah, she's she a is. Gnome. She's yeah. a gnome. Yeah. Uh, OK, so you are walking down the tunnel. Oh, yes. I want to turn my skin and fur uh, to the color of the stone. Okay. Uh, That makes sense. Good idea. You walk down with no incident. Nothing seems to encounter you or or communicate with you or anything like that. Um, You round the corner back to the ladder. Um, Remember, there's like that really narrow gap that you have to crawl through before you're actually at the ladder, but you're able to get back to where you were without any issues. Okay. I'm going to go feet first. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to kind of drag her by the shoulders. 
Okay. With me as I go through. Okay. And then once I get onto the ladder, I'll position myself steadily on the ladder and then I will drag her out. Because it's behind the ladder, right? Yeah, it's behind the ladder. Okay. Um, I will attempt to drag her out. I might have to lean. I guess I can lean back against the wall, right? Like, this is a tight yeah, vertical Yeah, I mean, it's, it's five feet, but it's it's not, like, cramped, but it's it's tight, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, I'll, I'll lean back with my back up against the wall so I can pull her out all the way. Okay. Um... Think I see about you. So you have, like gonna... your feet are propped away from the ladder and your back is against the ladder so that you can slide her through. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. Um, roll athletics to both hold yourself in place and then also pull her towards you without dropping her. Feet don't fail me now. <laughs> that is a 15. That's a 15. Respectable. The tension mounts as you are able to pull her through the gap and basically now like because of the way you're sitting you've kind of pulled her forwards and she's sort of slumped forward into you um but you're like she's through the hole but you're not able to climb because your back is against the ladder right but you're in a stable position um i guess i will try to pull her around to my side so she's in front of me right yeah kind of in my lap almost um i will try to scooch and position her around my side i'm gonna test the weight can i just one arm her uh roll strength let's find out (laughs) oh no yeah because before i i i I do this i want to make sure i can actually (laughs) carry her uh seven can you imagine if you can't carry her and you have to put her back? Um, <laughs> seven. I'm gonna. I'm Amazing. Gonna, um, I'm gonna roll a like a lightness check to see how heavy she is. Um, okay, you are able to lift her, but it's slow going, and you certainly won't be stealthy. Like there, you're gonna be bouncing off walls, and you know it's it's gonna be awkward positioning and all of that to achieve it. But you can lift her. Okay. Um, I've got nothing on me. Check. That's true. So, You've got literally nothing on you. <laughs> so I will go up. Okay. Um, as you are kind of turning and getting getting started moving up, you feel um, your... Hey, we got a raid! Raid! Hey! Welcome in! Welcome in! We are... Uh, th- I promise this isn't uh, what, as bad as it seems. Uh, you... <laughs> um, Matt has... Uh, okay. Anyway, you are attempting to escort... Um, the the unconscious person that you found in the weird dungeon underneath the millionaire's mansion. You're trying to take Elaine Mollusk back up to the party so that you can ideally get her to safety and see if you can revive her. Um, and that's all that's happening. There's nothing illicit going on Twitch TOS, please. Um, so <laughs> you begin climbing the ladder, carrying this person that you found. Um, okay. And you you start climbing up there and and you need to make an athletics check to see if you can do it without like dropping her or getting stuck or whatever just because it's weird negotiating and uh hey tsef's chat just so you guys know um you can use a couple commands to play with our screen here while matt rolls that you can use d20 to fling things and you can use bump to fling everything like it, it all just goes everywhere and if you donate bits the money will float in space around us and you can fling those too just so in case you wanted to play around with the with the the thing here Okay, um, how did your how did your roll go? And I-
18, my An 18. sir. All right. Well, no issues at all as you, um, <laughs> T-Sav's going a little crazy with a bump. Here, T-Sav, let's, let's put some more stuff in, in there for you to, to bump around. I'll throw a little bit of money in there. Um, we're going to pretend that there was a, a cheer just so that you can play with it because I think it's so fun. I, I think they're so fun. Um, so play with those. Uh, that that'll be it'll be way more fun now. Okay, you're 18. You're easily able to climb back up the stairs with her, or up the ladder, I should say. As you get to the top of the ladder, though, you can hear voices in her room. Um, there are two people. They sound kind of like servants talking to each other, going, "This was her quarters. I, I'm sure she was staying here. I wonder where she could be." Okay. Uh, and just roll, wait it out. Yeah, roll stealth to see if you stop in time. Feet don't fail me now. 13. The tension underneath you, uh, the tension around you continues building. 13, you stop, and let's roll for them. Look at this poker face I got. Yeah, that's yeah. literal poker face. <laughs> um, one of them goes, well, I guess we better check the estate again. And the other one goes, hang on, I think I heard something. That's That's weird that I would hear something. And you hear footsteps moving towards your tunnel area. Um, I will position her in my lap and I will turn into complete, I would, I assume must be darkness underneath of me. Like oh, I my see. Skin. So you're just going to try and like tint your skin black. Matt's playing a changeling yeah. by the way, chat. Um, okay. So you, you basically are going to changeling into something black. Roll a dexterity, something dexterity save to see if you change in time because they're about to peek down the, the thing. I'll take that 10, please. Okay. Uh, you're you're kind of sitting there changed, and two people peek over the edge, and you can see their faces. Um, they're looking right at you. And they go, huh, just a just a bowl. I, I don't know. That's so weird. Let's see, let's see what else is out there. And they, they turn around, and you hear them walk away. The door opens and then closes, and the room is quiet. Wait. A safety amount of 30 seconds. It, that is the safety amount of time. <laughs> um, okay. Make sure they don't like, oh, I forgot something. Right. They don't. Um, okay. Then I will make my way up um, with a lane um, in my hands. Okay. And uh, I'll kind of just push her out once I get towards the top so I can climb that last bit a little quieter. Um, and then once I get up there, if everything's still good, I'm going to pick her up mm -hmm. and lay her down on her bed. Um, okay. This is a big brain moment. Okay. Big brain moment. <laughs> Do you need your shoulder angels? <laughs> shoulder angels. Yes. I need you to, uh, verify this idea I have in my head. Okay. Okay. I ask for help through the door and then hide in a corner and use my changeling powers to be like, have you ever seen that guy in real life who does like the painting, like he paints himself to be the exact colors and shapes of the background and you have to wear Zwato him? What if, if you... Go ahead. What if you just, just leave and let people find her naturally? They'll probably come back to her room at some point. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather sooner than later, you know. But if you paint yourself, then the wall's gonna be hairy. 
Unless I change again. Hmm. Then your wall's gonna have junk on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is this is the important question of the time. As a changeling, please don't I, ask the question. I think can you go Kendall? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah, can I go Kendall? <laughs> Or what if you change can your I, shape again? Go can to I change and... the texture of my skin to match the walls? <laughs> full chameleon. Uh, full chameleon? I don't think you can go full chameleon. Like, I think you can change skin tone and stuff, but I don't think you can, like... Or or if it's, like, a natural camouflage, like leopard print, that's one thing. But to, like, like in Sherlock Holmes, where he, like, paints on part of a chair and then part of the wall paint, like, I don't think you can do that. That's a little bit much. So... Thank you for the lurk, chat. What if instead you uh, change again, go to a server and just tip them off or something about her being in her room and then leave and then they'll send someone there. The people are looking for her and then you leave, go away and change back. You know what? I'm going to grab my clothes. All right. I'm not going to change. Grab my clothes. I'm going to go back into the hole. Okay. Go all the way back down. The whole way down. Okay. Yep. And I'm going to go in, back in the tunnels. Uh-huh. I'm just going to take the next... I, I'm going to take that right again, and I'm uh-huh. going to go down the next turn off and go up that. What I assume must be a ladder on the other end of that hole. Okay. Uh, you go You go through there, slide through the hole, get to the ladder, and sure enough, you can climb back up, and it leads you through the... Um, like, through the, the fake sink and into another one of the guest rooms. This room looks different than the other three guest rooms. This one is bigger. It appears to have had extra quarters added to the end of it. And you can see draped over the front door, like the locked door that would lead out to the balcony, the banner of the Dwarven Kingdom of Gaim. Or the Dwarven Queendom of Gaim, I should say. What strong room? Uh, don't want to tangle myself in this shit. <laughs> Go right back down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add to the tension pool as you are trying to find somewhere to hide. You mean you don't want to snoop on the, the dwarven princess? Yeah, I, I don't want to be... Uh, yeah, no, I don't want to mess with that royalty, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going back down the, the ladder. Okay. Uh, and I'll go back into the tunnels. Okay. Uh, at any point, if, if I need the roll stealth check, I'd assume I'm trying to go, like, semi-quietly. Sure. Uh, when I get close to the holes. Um, I'll go to the next turn off. Okay, this is the room where you found Elaine Mollusk. Oh. Okay. So there's only that one turn off before that room? Yeah. And then there's I'll go to the, the next. two ladders. Okay, you go to the next one. Yeah. The next room is a similar stone circle, but the room is empty. Um, yeah. Go to the next? The next one is a similar stone circle, but the room is empty. However, you're starting to smell something weird on the air. Like a um like like a like a chlorine type smell. Like you know, like the, the chemical smell of like Formula 409 or whatever, like like antiseptic spray. It's it's kinda like that. From that tunnel. It just kind of in the air as you're moving further down the tunnel. So you can, it's it's in both directions now, further ahead of you to the south, or if you take that turn into the weird dungeon room. 
can I can I do like a self check in the sense like, you know, touch my head, shake um, my head. Sure, roll a a wisdom check. That seems like I just want to make stuff. sure like I'm not affected by this. Yeah, roll insight on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just straight wisdom. Yeah, just straight wisdom. Uh, that is a nine. <laughs> you, you're pretty sure all's good. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, you can still like you're still in control of your faculties and stuff. Like you, you know, it's not like you're right, numb right. or anything weird like that. So there's nothing um, that would alarm you. And you've been around Zothkug long enough to know, like you know, when something's addling your mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I feel like it's gotten me uneasy, but. You know, you could say it's uh, adding some <coughs> tension. tension. Yeah. Ayo. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll, I'll walk forward and check the next tunnel. I think there's like two more, right? Uh, yeah, there's two more. Okay. So you check the next tunnel. It is another circle area thing. Right. And in this one, let me check my notes <gasps> before I before I get this wrong. But I believe this one has someone in it. <gasps> Gasp. Uh, yes, in this one, there is a, uh, tiefling wearing traveling clothes who is, again, kind of just, like, curled up, uh, on the circle of the floor and laying there doing nothing. I'll come back for you later. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna check the next tunnel. The next tunnel leads to a door, a stone door. Um, so you could turn right, and then there's a stone door there. You can't see through the door. It's a very thick door, and because it's a very thick door, you don't have any warning before you hear the doorknob turning. You do have, like, the door's about to turn and open, so, like, you notice that long enough to kind of duck back. Backpedal, yeah. Okay. So you backpedal, and you hear it open, um, and... You, you hear voices coming down the stairs, like just kind of the general murmur of the dinner party that's going on. Um, but you don't hear this person saying anything. You do hear one set of footsteps and you hear sliding, like someone is dragging feet. Um, they're going to come around. There's there's only one path for them to take. They're going to turn yeah. left and see you unless you duck into one of the rooms. I'm, I'm going right back into the tiefling room. Okay, right back into the tiefling room. And are you just going to try and like basically hide out of sight of the door? Is that the play here? Yeah, I'm going to go in there in the circle room and then just hide out of sight from the doorway. Okay, roll stealth for me. 17. Okay. Um, that's a, that's yeah, a pretty good stealth. Yeah, um, they're also not expecting anyone to be down there, so I don't think you need to worry. Um, but you do hear the footsteps kind of walk by you, still dragging stuff, and then they go into the next empty room, lay the... I uh, probably a person down um, in that room and then come back out and uh, walk away humming to themselves. Yes? Before they leave, I do want to peek around the corner to see if I recognize them or at least see what they look like. Are you going to try and peek after they've walked past or are you trying to catch them before then? Like, are you after, trying to look at their back or their front, basically? Basically, after they dropped off the body. Okay, so they like walk past you towards the door and you're just trying to check if you recognize who it is. Um, You don't recognize them like in person, but it is a gnome woman with wavy red hair. Okay. 
Okay. And that and what there's only one person? It's just one person right now, yeah. And they I gotta see what the hell they just dragged. Um, Cause I'm gonna be a little sus. Don't forget to wait that thirty seconds. Patent, oh yeah. Patented thirty seconds. <laughs> the patented thirty second wait. I'm gonna wait for the door to close if I hear it. And it echoes and, and back up the back up the thing to you. Wait my Fox thirty. Yep, the Fox thirty. <laughs> and then uh I'll go check out who just got dropped off. Okay. Um you head over to the doorway and you recognize the deputy who was who walked in and asked people to go and look for Elaine Mollusk. So advisors. <laughs> do I save them? I mean like how many is, people are we gonna save? One person at a time, man. I, I mean, he he is actively searching for us, right? No, he's not. He's not searching for her right now. Well, I mean, he's asleep right now. You got you got a point, but I'm just saying, if he disappears, we technically benefit from that. And what about the woman? The other woman? Oh, I, I'll check her out. Yeah, I'll save her. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> She poses no threat to me, as I know. <laughs> and then there's Elaine Mollusk in her room on her bed. Yeah. Where people will undoubtedly check eventually. Like, <laughs> As you have said, advisor, in my head. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if, if that was Jess and she finds Elaine Mollusk in her bed, she's going to be asking lots of questions and going through all the guests and servants. But, ah, but think... She's doing this secretly. She's doing this secretly behind everybody's back. But if she finds somebody went behind her back and then secreted her secret plans <laughs> back into Elaine's bedroom, she has to secretly then go behind everybody else's back to do the search. And she can't just interrogate secretly. So well, I think these bodies say otherwise. Well, obviously, she must have some sort of hold of them. And I'm not liking the sliminess down here. The circular rooms, is there is that the only way in and out, the way I go in? It's the only way you've seen to go in and out, yes. Well, where does that door lead? Alright, well, first things first. Just in case I Yes, he's haunting us, but I don't want him to die. I'm gonna drag him out of the circular room just into the hallway. Chat has redeemed the sixth tension die. I'm going to clear the tension pool. <laughs> Not now. Why have you done this, chat? Oh, no, he did. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> we get some complications. No. Oh, this is such a good complication. Oh, the DM having so much fun. This is such a good complication. <laughs> You head over to the, the deputy's room to tr- see what's what. You walk in there and you feel a sneeze building, like a huge sneeze, <laughs> like a gonna echo the whole way around these tunnels sneeze building in the back of Mary, your throat. I gotta, I gotta immediately furify my arm <laughs> and just sneeze into Roll stealth with disadvantage to hide your sneeze. Remember, if you hold it in, you aren't wearing clothes. <laughs> okay. 
Fox's eyes are going to pop out of his head. <laughs> I got a 14. Okay. To stifle my large sneeze that came out of nowhere. No particular reasoning. It's dusty. It's the chemical it's smell. Dusty, the right. chemical smell, right? The like antiseptic stuff gets in your nose. The chemical smell? Yeah, the chemical smell. That's uh, actually the name, of my, that's the name of my smell band. Chemical TM. smell. Chemical smell TM. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, you sneeze, and Zothkug, you don't hear any sneezing. Um, but you sneeze, and to you, I mean, in the silence of the tunnel, it still feels oh, yeah. incredibly loud. But you're pretty sure you masked it enough to where it's not like... it. For example, it doesn't wake up the deputy, despite being right next to him and substantial. So... I changed to the you color of the stone. Odors like case. all over your fur, though. <laughs> you changed to the color of the stones, except all of the like grossness in yeah, your Yeah, you know, I'm gonna like go sneeze. down to the deputy, and I'm gonna <laughs> grab his jacket and just gonna rub it off. Oh Gross. no! Okay, you do that. It's a small price to pay if I'm saving his life potentially. That's fair. Or trying to. That's fair. It's a small price to pay if you're saving his life. Um. As you are, as you're messing with his jacket, you see on the inside of it a little piece of parchment that it, it appears to be like kind of his his directive or his notes or whatever that he was he was coming here to talk about. Um, I'm assuming you're gonna pull that out and read oh, it. Oh hell I'm yeah! Hand feeding you this clue. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the GM hand feeding me. Put yeah. it away. Burn you, it. No, you pull it out and read it, and what it says is disturbance at Mollusk Manor is the headline. And then underneath it, it says, um, um, tall folk wearing male shirt and no pants, um, <laughs> drunk. And then, um, dirt folk leap from window, uses magic, no cipher, question mark, question mark. Oh, and no. then at the bottom of that, you see, um, four guys, ventures and vibes circled with a question mark. Like and a, and a little drawing of the logo on the side of the cipher truck. Okay, okay. I'm gonna do a little, <clears throat> little uh, <clears throat> correcting of the truth, and um, <laughs> we're gonna pull out this, and um, I'm gonna change it to um, four vibes adventure. Right, I'm just gonna like get rid of whatever the hell was underneath that. Okay. And I'm also gonna, like, use the full extent of my artistic ability to also draw that onto the side of the cart. Roll performance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna add a die to the tension pool. <laughs> a 12. <laughs> Alright. You, you, know, you know, might I add that, that Fox was instrumental in designing... He was there with Jeb when we designed the logo. Oh, was and he? Everything. Was he? Yeah, now? he was. Oh, okay. We, like Fox and Jeb, we did that when we took the oh, car. Oh, okay, you're right. Everything. You're right. Yeah. He was. So, so he would have some insight into logo design and, and all sure. the, that goes along with it. Okay. I have expertise. I can put it on my resume. Sure. <laughs> you you <Graphic> draw <laughs> Fox graphic designer and thief and servant. <laughs> um, what you, a resume. You, and minor. You do indeed alter the uh, the drawing before you. Okay. Um, does it look like his handwriting? 
the deputies? Yeah. Seems like it. As close as you're going to get. Yeah, I'll put it back. Just a minute, you know. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I'm going to gaslight him. Pull it back <laughs> out. Okay. Put a mustache on. Erase everything that besides what I changed. Okay. And just write it again, but in my handwriting, trying to mimic his handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good. That's a good move. Okay. Um, so, so you write everything else exactly as he had written it, like all his other notes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, you do that. Oh. Oh. Uh. You said magic, and then he said cipher question mark, right? He said, um, no cipher question mark. Remove the no and say cipher exclamation point. <laughs> okay. Alan Very good. Pants now. Put, put pants on. <laughs> no. Pants, no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. Okay. I don't want to change too many details because then, you know, the more you change, the more recognized, you know. Right. So, okay. Now I put it back. Okay. Now you put it back. uh, Yeah. I just drag him out of the circular area because that seems foreboding. Okay. Um, Not all the way out into the main hallway, but just like to the entrance of it, you know, like in that little in-between area. Uh, I'm going to go to the tiefling. Okay. And do the same. Okay. I can. Yep. You, oh wait, I guess I would check her out. Yeah. Uh, you you investigate the tiefling, um, and I go through my notes to find the tiefling. <laughs> um, okay. The this tiefling wears the simple garb of a traveling merchant. Um, they they you know they have the, the horns coming out the the top and everything like a normal tiefling would little little merchant clothes. But honestly, there's nothing identifying about them. Like there's no papers, no identity document, nothing like that on their on their person. Um, and they also don't seem like they're dressed rich enough to be here. Tiefling merchant. The sheriff deputy. And Elaine Mollusk. Well, I'm going to do the same thing, I guess. I'm adding a dollar uh, attention below. Drag them out uh, halfway into the hallway. Okay. Uh, where, you know, if you were looking down the main hallway, you wouldn't see, but, you know. Right. Uh, I'm now going to check out that stone door. That was the last passage, right? The stone door? Yes. There's a doorknob to it. Uh, not on your side. When she turned the doorknob, did I happen to see which way it bent? Yes. Before I hid? It went to, like, the left. It went, eek, like that. In in or out? Oh, out. The door goes away from you. Okay. I'm going to test the door and push on it. Just, like, a little bit. The door does seem like it would move if you pushed hard enough. Okay. I push a little harder... I'm going to try to move it as slowly as possible unless it's like really screeching that I might as well just like full send it. Uh, it it's 
it's stone scraping on stone, so it's not overly loud, but it's not quiet either. Then just enough to squeeze through. Okay, I'm gonna roll the tension pool. Out of you. I'm this not. is no, no, not <laughs> like this, Josh. No, I know exactly what's gonna happen. You push open the door, and uh, on the other side, there are no longer like murmured voices coming down the tunnel like there were the first time. Um, and it's a little bit darker, like maybe an, an exterior door has been closed, sealing off ambient light. Um, but you do hear um, a female voice humming to herself. <laughs> and you hear more like sliding along the floor. In, in the room I'm in. Well, at the top of the steps, yeah. They're not at the steps yet, but they're like moving towards the steps. Uh, okay. Um, I'll try to pull it back a little bit. Just the one second, right? Okay. Um, and hopefully it looks like maybe she left the door open. And I'm gonna... But, uh... <laughs> was there Please. any cave that was empty? Was there any what? Any, like, circular cave that was empty? Yes. Which one was it? Uh, it was the second, like, the one after Elaine Mollusk was empty. Because the deputy one is now full, but there were four of them. And there was Elaine, nothing, deputy, tiefling. I'm going to push the tiefling back as far as I can go. Okay. Uh, back towards the center of the room. Do I hear the door yet? Yeah, you hear the door slam open. There's no um, humming and there's no like sliding. dragging or sliding mm. and you hear determined footsteps walking into the room and you hear another set of footsteps on the stairs going you called lady she says yes Mavira come come I need you to uh, investigate something I think someone might be down here and I'm gonna hurried footsteps coming down the stairs I'm gonna back up against the circular wall with the room with the tieflings in uh, since I just pushed her in there and uh I'm just gonna like disguise myself as the wall the best I can, like the same color, just same color. Okay. Uh, roll stealth. I won't make you roll at a disadvantage because you're able to change colors to match the wall. Seventeen. Okay. Avira well, sounds familiar. Uh, it should. She, yeah, uh, she was. I can send you the image I sent, Matt. How do you spell it? M a v i r r a. There's a clue in the the uh, whiteboard. She was the highest paid employee of Dig Site Six in the other yeah. category. I don't think we learned anything mm. more about her. Um. Okay. So you hear footsteps are going, and and as soon as they see the first body that is not pushed the whole way into its circle room, the, they're like, "Someone is down here. Lock down the party." And Mavira, you hear like three or four ciphers go off. Uh, Zothkug, meanwhile, you are upstairs um, hanging out with um, what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. Uh, Princess of Gaim at the party huh. when all of a sudden the uh, doorman comes through and he closes the, the doors to the front room himself and bars them so that nobody can leave. 
and then stands outside. And after just a few moments, he is joined by several burly looking staff. Like you haven't seen, they look like bouncers, not like kitchen attendants. Um, you haven't seen these people before, but they are now in front of the door. Each of them has the has their hair dyed purple to match Mavira's purple hair. Um, and they are they are standing at the door. Several of them have like weird looking tattoos and stuff. Like they 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 look like they mean business. Are you gonna do anything or continue talking to the princess? Continue talking unless she brings it up. No, that's fine. You're probably mid rant about uh, Kelnor at the moment. All right. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so this is Kelnor Kel is uh, essentially the the party god. Very, very fitting. Um, Meanwhile, and- <laughs> under the estate, um, Fox, you are pressed against the wall, and it takes it. It feels like years, and yet like seconds before they come to search the room that you are hiding in, and they have brought a torch in with them. They, you are pressed against the wall near the entrance. So right now, um. The, the back is to you, and it, it is the same red, wavy-haired gnome that is Jess Basin. So Jess Basin is now looking in the room. She's got a torch, but she's looking at the other side first. She hasn't turned towards you yet, so you've got, like, one round to do something here, basically, before she turns around and sees you. Is she doing, like, a clockwise rotation? Sure. If she's, if she's doing a smooth sweep... You're gonna try and match her? I'm going to try to match her just enough until she, like, looks back at the exit. Okay, roll a stealth check with disadvantage because you're trying to, like, like, you're watching her, so you're not watching where you're going. So, like, you might bump into things or whatever. Right, and I will change my... I will not change out of the goat legs, but I will change the hooves to feet. (laughs) Okay, sure. So you have hairy goat legs (laughs) and human feet. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you, you are really an atrocity. <laughs> you are right now. <laughs> when was it rolling? You were rolling stealth. Is it a nat one, Matt? Is it a mat one? A it's mat not one. a mat one. <laughs> okay. It's a mat two. Definitely not a mat 30. It's just, I know it's not enough. Our... I don't well, think it will be. It's she's 10. got a roll. It's ten. That one fell off the table. I'm gonna use another die. <sighs> Here we go. You're never gonna believe this, but you match her pace good enough. You like slip at one point and kind of like catch yourself with your palms on the or your fingertips on the wall and like kind of bounce off it like a little dance move and whatever. And you make the same spin as Jess Basin. Jess Basin spins around and walks back out. She rolled a three. Lucky you. Um, yep, exactly. <laughs> and she she walks back out and goes to check the, the next two rooms with the tunnels. Um, but when she gets to Elaine's room, she goes, Elaine! And then rushes out of the room, and now she sprints past you and back out the door and up the stairs. You hear the door slam shut behind her. How? But wait, you always get away with these. Wait, she probably thinks Elaine somehow woke up and went out of the door. She just came in because the door was open. Thus, she wouldn't check her guest room right away. Because that's probably where she got abducted, right? If I was me, I went (laughs) to my room. If you were you, if I were me. 
and I went to my room and I I, I, I pass out or something. I wake up in a cell or something. I wake up and leave. I'm not going to go right back to that room. Okay? That's just my thought process. So. <laughs> you got to get out of I wanna, here. I want to help both of them. We got to get out of here. All right. Did the hallway continue after the stone door? Nope. This is all there is in this hallway. You've explored the whole thing now. I'm... Do like a light jog. Like kind of like tiptoe jog. All the way back to the fork. I'm going left. Salvation is to the left. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So far, I have no other solution. Uh, Leave. As your friend, the DM, I'm going to ask you, are you sure you want to go to the left? (laughs) <laughs> Fortune favors the bold. Nope. We gotta we gotta make an appearance uh, so we're accounted for at the party. You saw the alarms go off. We just the party is split right now, and so I want you to understand that if you potentially dive deeper into a dungeon, there is always the risk that you're gonna find yourself in an area that really ought to be adventured in by a full-size party. But there's probably a lot of really good stuff in there, though. How often do you get all the really good stuff all by yourself? My my fox senses are tingling. <laughs> Somehow. I miraculously not decide to go down what I believe is the only option uh, because my fox senses. Okay. You're like, that's foxed up. <laughs> but I, when I get, I'm still gonna get to that fork. I'm looking around. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I can't carry. I I had a hard enough time with the gnome carrying that up the ladder. Yeah, you would never be able to get a tiefling up one of those ladders. <sighs> or a security guard. Just leave me. I'm gonna go back to the stone door. Okay. I'm gonna dip in occasionally just in case I hear the stone door open. Yep. Nothing? Nothing. And when you get to the stone door, you see that it is slightly ajar. Not enough for you to slip through, but like, like she's run off in a hurry. She probably left I her push room. it open more. You push it open more. It scrapes on the ground. The, uh, you hear your heartbeat thud at an, at an equal level to it. The door opens. Nothing happens. I peek at what I must believe is the staircase. There is indeed a staircase there. And as you follow the staircase up, you find yourself in an office. Okay, and and that that bottom area, was that like a little cellar area? Was there more to it or was it just a hallway with a door? It was just a hallway with a door. And when you get to the office and you close that stair door behind you, you realize that it's a bookshelf. Like, is there any door, large furniture in here? A chest, like an antique chest. Um, sure. Yeah. There's all sorts of. It's an office, so it's got like a big desk with locked drawers. There's nice bookshelves. There's a big old chest in one corner. It, you know, it's it's an ornately furnished office for a rich person. All right. Hear me out. It's a rich person. They probably wouldn't use everything as actual storage. Is the chest unlocked? The chest is, is unlocked. Like, I, I, I'm going to peek open. There's nothing in it. All right. I'm rushing down back towards the door. Okay. You rush um, down towards the door. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool because I just realized what your plan is. I'm going to the tiefling. Yep. 
Oh no. Athletics to, to move the tiefling. Tieflings are large creatures. Nineteen. Yes, They're you medium. are. You you are. You know, fed by your adrenaline, up and and moving. You're schmoving. I need. I need. My good luck. What is this? A scavenger hunt for bodies? Yeah, th- this right. is not how I expected this to go. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the other end of the estate, there is still Zothkug and the princess just sitting across the table <clears throat> from each other, casually enjoying another sip so, of champagne and discussing so Kelnor. Surely, one a uh, purveyor of fine arts like yourself must have some poems of of uh, to offer. Oh, of course I do. And then we jump back over across the room to <laughs> or to Fox, I should say, who is now moving up to the chest with a tiefling. Are you going to put the tiefling in the chest? Is that the, oh, is yes. that the play here? Yeah, yeah, okay. You put the tiefling in the chest. Now what are you doing? Is there enough room no. for a mole person? <laughs> nope. Not in the chest. I look around. Chest? Is there a mole person shaped that I could shove to shove a mole person into? Um, it's gonna be uncomfortable, and it's better than being dead or brainwashed. Sure, you find any furniture that you can shove something into. Yeah, you can shove a mole folk into some furniture. Okay, I, tell I, me I what just, ornate rich person furniture you shove the mole folk into. It's a it's a giant globe. The globe that sn- opens up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I get it, because it's like, you know, they put it together and they would like you to be able to take it off. In order to take it off the, like, mount, you have to, like, pop open the globe. Yeah. I, nice. I get you. Meanwhile, while this, is, while this is happening and he's putting that, uh, the dirt folk into the globe, on the other side of the house, Zothkug, you and the princess, the princess is just about to tell you her poetry when you're interrupted by the sight of Jess Basin and a fleet of servants walking past you they just round the balcony very quietly don't you know say anything to you walk over to guest room number three and open it up and a couple of them are like audible gasp like you know like the surprise at what they find and they set up like a perimeter that blocks guest room three from view she looks over at at um mavira who is now posted at the front door and just nods at her and mavira immediately rushes over to um guest room three and the doorman begins unbarring the front door Fox. My my, what is going on? Uh, Fox, you have now successfully stowed a dirt folk in a globe and are standing in an office. There's an exit to the south that leads into a gigantic freaking bedroom, or an exit to the east that leads into what looks like a private oh, study. I, I cracked the globe like, like I, I like a wood chip, a thin wood chip can fit in the crack, right? Just enough for air. Okay. I don't want to accidentally kill him. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I double check on the T-flame, like, is the lid, it's not, like, airtight, right? No, it's not airtight. They'll be fine. Okay. Um, I peek my door, peek my door, peek my head out of the door of the office <laughs> to wherever of this goes. Okay, you can go into a bedroom or a study. Both of them are deserted. The study is lined with walls of bookshelves. The bedroom is just a gigantic, it's, it's a bed the size of most people's bedroom in the middle of a room that is twice that size. So it's just this like massive sea of mattress that you can see in the in the middle of it there. Is there is the bed have like an underneath? Can I hide under the bed? Uh yeah, you could. Does it have another door into that bedroom? Nope. Uh well yes, sorry. The bedroom leads so it has a door into the office and then another door into the study. So like the office and the study are are left and right of each other, and then the bedroom is connected to both of them. 
Oh, okay. I will, um... I'm in the office. The office is where things happen. Um, I'm looking for, um... Ledgers that are not out in the open. I'm looking in, like, the I'm desk I'm rolling the tension pool. <laughs> You're still looking around? Um, okay. You're looking for ledgers and stuff that's out in the open. Uh, you find some generic business documents, but nothing that seems, like, suspicious or fishy to you. They all look like legitimate, like, you know, Put it immediately deals. back. Okay. Anything... Do all the drawers in the desk open? Uh, yeah. You, you're able to get into every drawer of the desk, and you see what looks like normal, like, legitimate working documents in them. Do any of the drawers seem shallow? Nope. Try okay. the study. I go into the study. You head into the study. It's lined with bookshelves, and then there's, like, a really comfy chair in the middle, and a small table next to it where... You I know, look back at the bookshelf drink. I just came through? Yep. Um... When I closed it, did I see what triggered the bookshelf? Yeah, there was a book that snapped into place. What was the name of the book? I don't know. <laughs> was it the color? Identifying anything. Uh, sage green. Okay, I'm looking for an identical book anywhere on these bookshelves. There isn't one. Is there furniture I can hide under? Uh, yes. All right, I'm... I'm I'm going to go hide under the furniture and from my hiding spot, try to just scan what I can. But otherwise, I, I, I'm i just going to wait it out. Wait out the entire search? Well, like, no, you're right. I find the door that gets me out of this hellhole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You move through the private cafe. Um and into so okay just to be clear you're still like naked with goat legs like are you gonna turn back into you before you walk back out to the party you do find um, your way out of the like private chambers of the estate so the, I, I do know where the party is yeah okay before I go out there then yes I will change back into my blonde haired variant okay um and quickly dress into yep. my clothes Brush off and okay. step out of the door. And you do that without consequence. You are able to reconnect with Zothkug, who notices that your hair color is different. Zoth is in the middle of, um, well, he was going to be in the middle of listening to poetry from the princess, but they were kind of interrupted by like, now they're both staring over at, at the commotion happening outside guest room three. You can now see that there's a bunch of stuff happening at guest room three, but the front doors are unbarred. I'm going to uh, whisper into Zothseer. Really whack shit going on here, okay? There's like a basement full of shit going on, all right? Hear me out. There's a tiefling and a and the, the deputy, all right? And I, 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 I kind of stuck them in furniture because where they were was a lot worse, okay? They were like in cells that looked, they were slimy, like, the, you know, like the slime. And then there was also Elaine Mollusk and... Elaine Mollusk, I, I thought I was saving her because I put her back into her room, but she was actually, there's a secret pathway out of her room and I did into these, like, dungeons, and I pulled her out of the dungeon back into her room, but now they just probably checked out her room for what I'm seeing, and now they probably refound her. Oh, oh dear. That, that quite Is about... everything all right? Oh, yeah. Um, he w my servant was just telling me he saw Elaine Mollusk, you know, earlier during the party, and he was informing me of that. Uh, my liege, if you may, um... Milady, uh, may I ask your relationship with uh, Jess Basin and Elaine Mollusk? I, either I, or. 
I have no standing relationship with them. I'm I'm here on on a first invitation. I look at Zoth. Cock my head. <laughs> Can I help you? And on that Wait. note, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, it was a funny ending sentence, but I'm trying to get you out of the party if we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we uh, want to talk about this another time, my liege? Uh, yes, it, it's best we talk talk another time. Um, my lady. Would you like to have a conversation another time with my liege? Oh, yes. I'd love to hear more poetry. I would like to hear your poetry. Uh, is there a way we can contact you? Uh, yes. And she hands you another of the calling card fabrics, and you can see that this one on the back has an embroidered address. This is where I'm staying, and this one is how to contact me and Gaim. And on the back, it just says... Um, Caitlin, daughter of Salen, like Gaim. Like, it just, <laughs> if you get it to the queendom, so it, everyone it, will know. Is it right. two different calling cards? Yeah, there's one okay. for like where she normally is, and this one, this other one is where she's staying while she's in town. Got it. Uh, I hope that potentially my leash has the time to uh, make your acquaintance again before you, you leave. Are you leaving the party? It, it appears so. Urgent business matters. Uh, some people I hired earlier today, you know, just just can't figure things out. I have to go straighten them out. They wouldn't be related to those things, would they? She's looking over towards the pile of, of servants and security outside guest room three. Absolutely not. I have no idea what's going on there. Very well. Well, I shall hopefully see you another time. And she sits down and Begins, you know, drinking again. <laughs> I, I tip my hat. Always a pleasure. I uh, look forward to our next meeting. Do we have the car with us? We got dropped no, off, didn't we? You don't we have got the car off. with you. <laughs> I will take my leave. All right. Come, come, servant. I'm following. Uh, okay. And we walk straight at out that party after stashing two bodies and accidentally <laughs> getting another one recaptured great you you walk out the front door just in time to see the four guys ventures and vibes cypher truck come rattling up the road toward you with jebediah driving it and panic in his eyes oh no what did you do um zoth i think i've connected the dots don't ask questions yet. <laughs> I just get in. I, I I take leisurely get in as not to draw attention to myself from the servants. I sit up next to Jeb. Okay. <laughs> I uh, get into the cart, and uh, yeah, I, I um, guess I see a, an Alan passed yep, out in the back. There is a, a an unconscious <laughs> Alan in the back of the cart. He smells strongly of liquor. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm going to do a quick medicine check on him just to make sure, even though it's it's heavily... Uh... He's alive and stable, but very intoxicated. It, okay. It's it's like the most unholy amount of drunk you've ever seen in a person. But he'll live. He'll so, survive, uh... it, right? Yeah, he'll be fine. Okay. He'll sleep it off. He's a barbarian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeb, we need to talk. 
<laughs> and on that note, tonight's episode of the Wing Badger Tavern comes to a close.